when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, September 23rd, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 265. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me on this Monday morning, we thought about doing a Monday afternoon, we decided Monday morning, we just kind of like dive right into it. Too many games to talk about to wait till the afternoon. Kato is here. Yo. Patrick is here. Yo. I'm here. <laughs> I think Rob is seeing a game or playing a game in a demo situation. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Danielle's off and about also. So, so just tweeting about his race wheel. Yeah, it sounds like Rob. <laughs> Rob is yeah, tweeting about his race wheel. That sounds right. Yeah, well, you know what? He'd be doing that regardless. That's You're not, right. That doesn't give us any context <laughs> yeah. for yeah. what's You're different right, about actually. this morning. Especially because I don't know what the details are. Any embargoes are. <laughs> so no, so, yeah, but, yeah. Truly so no I idea. We, I don't know if we can mention it. Uh, we'll just, let's just err on not mentioning it. Let's just err on not. Exactly. How's everyone? Yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm going to dive right into my most important topic because now I'm thinking about racing. I was playing a racing game uh, 12 hours ago. Ooh. What time is it? Okay. 12, 12 hours ago I was right uh i was so i was editing a podcast last night um and there's lots of time of me like waiting for stuff to compress or waiting for noise filters to be applied so i was like i want to play something for those moments where like i can just play for a couple minutes and, and i'm not really i don't care about the story i'm not like invested in learning new mechanics and so i fired up the super nintendo like nintendo online like uh, yeah. emulation stuff but is there a name is there it's super nintendo entertainment system Nintendo Switch Online is what it's actually <laughs> called, right? Uh, and it's a bad name. And I started playing F-Zero, which is uh, an SNES uh, kind of like sci-fi racer, uh, like behind the back, mm-hmm. uh, using a lot of the same Mode 7 stuff that was in Mario Kart. Pilot, but, pilot, pilot wings. Pilot wings, et cetera, right. Um, and in my – so I went through a fucking journey last night with this game because yeah. – I do you ever do the thing where you're playing a game and you're like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this tomorrow. I have my angle. And then you play like a little too far. You're like, my angle went out the fucking window. <laughs> I should have stayed back there. I should have stayed, stayed there. there. Just- so, I, so I started the new playthrough and I was playing on like beginner mode in the the first like tournament, right? The, the way the tournaments and F Zero again, like think about like uh, Wipeout or something like that. It's like a predecessor to one of those is a way to think about it. They're like hover cars that are moving super fast and like neon lit, you know, uh, dope elect- music, dope music. Um, just it's a really, really fucking cool game. Uh, and in my mind, it was impossibly hard. Uh, and I played mm-hmm. the first four tracks. and I was like, you know what? Maybe Austin in 1990-whatever was shitty at video games because I'm killing it. (laughs) First place every race. I'm getting into first place early. Just boom, 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 boom. Uh, And then then I had to do the second set of courses. Boom, 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 boom. Just knocking it out. And I'm like, I can't wait to come in tomorrow, hit up that podcast, be like, you know what? 
you know, 12 year old Austin, you fucking suck at video <laughs> games. You know what, Austin? You didn't know how to use the brake. You know what, Austin? You just held on that accelerator too much. Yeah. F Zero is, is, is a delicate game. That's a game about, about nuance. That's a game about learning how to understand a vehicle and the track and finding that, that, that perfect line through it and hitting those corners just right. And then I got to a course on the third, the third beginner tier of levels that required a jump. And I spent 30 <laughs> minutes. Using the Nintendo Switch Online rewind, rewind mechanic. feature. Using rewind. the rewind oh, mechanic. Oh, Trying to monster. get the perfect. Do, dog, oh, I was like counting wow. my miles per hour. I don't know if it's possible to hit this jump on the first lap with the with the car I was using. I don't know if it was possible. And also, it looked like I was landing the jump. Like it was, I was ugh. it was like, okay, if I maybe if I get to 394 miles per hour or Kate or whatever kilometers per hour, I'll make the jump. No? What about 395? What about 396? So I'm like going back. You're assuming those you're assuming those numbers going up actually equates to you being like faster at that level. Absolutely. Well, I could tell that when I would like bump into something and drop down to 350, that I definitely wasn't going to make the jump. So like advanced. I just wonder it's possible that it's like a yes, range of yes, like absolutely. tens or three. Like I have no idea how like the actual tracking works. <laughs> totally. And I for real was just running it over and over again, like edge of tomorrow. Just like I got okay. What if I what if I like drift behind this car in the last second I move past it? What if I try to bounce off the thing to give me a little extra boost? I it was impossible. I was completely defeated. It was I oh ah the game is still really cool and I want to go back and try that track with a different car and see if like a better acceleration can get the speed you need. But it was only the first lap. That's the thing is like once you so the way F Zero works is once you complete one lap you get like a boost that you can spend whenever you want and you can hold up the three of those. So I think if I could have gotten through that first jump the rest of it would have been easy sailing because I could have boosted right before the jump yeah. to give me the, the speed I need. But I just couldn't do it. I was using the fourth the purple car for people who to need to know. I don't remember the name of the of the course but it had a jump early on in it. It was far. <laughs> Someone can do some science on this for me. I'd really appreciate it. That's my racing game story. Like, Good. So like you and me and the hitboxes yeah. in Mario Maker 2. Yeah, like, come absolutely. On. <laughs> come on, you spiky oh. piece of shit. You know what? Who, who, I bet you it was the same programmer. I bet the same yeah. Nintendo programmer. Been there for 30 years. Sitting around trying to ruin our fucking days. How's Mario Maker going for you, by the way? We haven't had a Mario Maker check-in in a minute, Patrick. Uh, I know we have a lot of other uh, so, games to talk about, but let's talk about <laughs> F-Zero and Mario Maker 2. Uh, this morning, uh, so, you know, the, the way I uh, filter through levels is I have people, this time, for Mario Maker 2, I've had people sending postcards yeah. from, like, wherever they're at, and that guarantees I'll play your level on the stream. And I got a postcard um, from, uh, I believe uh, 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 their name was Bryce, and it said, hey, I made a level with my uh, really young daughter, Jess. And I was like, oh, my heart, you know, yeah, Jess, you Jess, know, yeah. for Jessica. Yeah. So it's like, like, yeah, I'd love, love to play. And usually the levels I get in, in the mail tend to be not nightmares. Um, and he was like, Hey, you know, you know, I worked with her on it. So it's like, you know, it's not fully her. I was like, I get it, man. All good. Like I'll yeah, yeah. treat it with, with the kids gloves and like be nice and how I talk about it. And, and I won't be a, 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 a an obnoxious jerk. Jess did not deserve my kindness, <laughs> my um, generosity, wow. my patience. This, this level is um, probably the most trolly level I have ever, <laughs> I have yeah. ever played. Like, yeah, uh, there's a cadence oh, to like over Reichert's. Reichert stuff, even. Oh yeah, because even Reichert like pulls back on the gas a little bit every once in a while. <laughs> right. Um, this one, I mean. T- 
Yeah, Patrick. You know, this is there's like a, there's a pipe you go in and it just dumps you out into a bunch of spikes and the spikes are written as LOL. And I'm like, Jess, <laughs> yeah. God, you, you know, Jess, yeah. there's just, you know, yeah. every single time you jump off a ledge, you will assuredly have a, a, a block, an invisible block that hits you, has a pig noise, and then the game laughs at you. As you die, um, I'm worried been... about Jess's future. <laughs> Jess is being um, well trained. So, so I, you know, so I played. I played it uh, uh, last week before uh, I went to this this wedding. So I didn't play it on on Friday, and then I got a message this morning from uh, uh, from Bryce from her from her father. It was like Jess has something to say, which was of Kato. Yeah. Do you want? Can you just play the video? Can it, do? Do you want me to send you the link? Sure. Can we do? Can we just yeah, do this? I would love right. to hear this message because I'm I'm very curious. I'm also excited right, to watch this video it, now. Later, that's at Twitch.tv/slash Patrick Klepek, right? Is that where you're you're doing these that streams? That is. Okay. That is. And YouTube, yes. YouTube.com/slash Patrick Klepek. Same. Yeah. Same. Same slash. I gotta see this link. I gotta see this. Wait. Not it's this in part. the Pods channel. Yeah, I think he's got. Oh, it. sorry. Yeah, not not yeah not yeah the the, the normal. Uh, what uh what do you know have a timestamp for this patrick for this message oh it's 40 oh it's right here it's this this it's the whole thing. yeah okay gotcha it's, all right let's see this yeah it's only 40 seconds oh great all right, right uh all right right uh, three two one zero yeah all right three two one oh oh this is a video of you Excuse jumping me? between pow blocks Excuse me? yeah there's a, in there's a, a sea a of secret. poison <laughs> Oh, this is a good level. Oh! <laughs> That's it for Mario Maker Mornings. Thanks, everyone, for watching. You can find the archives of this 24 hours later at youtube.com slash Patrick If your name is Jess and you are a real child, I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> hey, Scoops, get good. Wow! <laughs> Hey, Scoops, get good. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't, this is... <laughs> I almost turned off the stream and said, I'm done. You uh, Mario Maker Mornings has been canceled. It's over. You've got, you've because been I've, been, I've been canceled yeah. by, this, by Jess. God. Oh, wow. I can't believe six-year-old Jess is the her. latest victim of cancel culture. <laughs> Read my expose. Barry Weiss is actually bringing me on to the New York Times to write exclusively <laughs> about... Six-year-olds being canceled. <laughs> Fucking Jesus! It was a good essay today, by the way. I we should. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna shout out that that uh, uh, essay. Who was it by? It was uh, over at the New Republic uh, by uh, Osita uh, Nuanevu uh, called the Cancel Culture Con, uh, which is a really great piece about about the conversation around comedy and cancel culture and whether such a thing exists and how to and how to understand it in the context of people being like, you know, arrested in the past because of because of things that they've said versus now being given multi-million dollar Netflix deals. So <clears throat> anyway. So Jess so Jess just read that essay, yeah. get back to me and let me know your I, thoughts. I can't believe that six year old <laughs> Jess is gonna have a Netflix special called Triggered. <laughs> it's actually just, yeah. there's no safe spaces in Mario Maker, Patrick. Not in that level. No. 
God. Uh, Kato, have you been having any other, are you, what's, what's the old game you're playing since now we're talking about stuff that isn't. Yeah. I mean, I did beat, <laughs> I did beat, uh, Kirby's dream course. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Was, what is, is that on the, uh, that's SNES on the SNES also? online Nintendo switch. Is that the golf it's one? Called. Yeah. It's the golf one, uh, AKA the best fucking game. golf game great in game. the fucking world. Wow. Bar I've none. No, the table. I, <laughs> Well, it's that's why I was so into uh, that game that came out not long after the Switch, uh, Golf Story. I think it was the oh, came yeah, out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, like it, golf. We'll get to this a little bit later when we talk about Apple Arcade, mm. a game called What the Golf, which is coming to mm. Switch, I think as well. Um, like golf and pinball mechanics are like so deeply underrated as yeah. like a mashup tool. Yeah. And I haven't played Kirby's Dream Course in a long time, but I just remember adoring it because it was just so weird, but yeah. like just so really well made. It was great. It's great. And, um, it's one of those where like, I mean, I guess in most golf games, there is technically a way to get a, a hole in one, but the way that this game works is basically Kirby is the ball. Right. Uh, and on the field, there's a variety of enemies. Uh, you have to hit those enemies with Kirby as the ball, and then the last enemy standing automatically turns into a hole. Oh, so you interesting. Uh, you can take different paths around the course in order to you know get hit all the enemies before the hole appears. And if you like plan it correctly, you can get a hole in one by you know hitting you're like the right sweeping path. all the enemies. It's like you're like like bowling through them all. Yeah. Or- and then the last one turns into into the hole itself. Um, and and then, then drop some, in, or is it? Yeah. Then you have to. Is it possible to hit one and then not fall in? Like, could you like be going too fast when you hit? the Oh, last absolutely. One? Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Like, yeah. Uh, or yeah. Um, there's also some enemies that give you powers. Okay. Um, so things like freeze, which will let you uh, go over a body of water, or a, a jump that will like send you jumping. I mean, it's kind of a and. Um, and uh, what the what the 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 rock one? You know the the famous Kirby the one, like turns into a rock, turns into a rock, just falls. That's like, the sound the falling makes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kirby's a thwomp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, Kirby <laughs> does become a thwomp. Um, and it's just like so clever the way they lay these out because at first some of them you look at them and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to get all of these things? Like. They're on different levels. There's like warp pads. Is it possible? And then like finding the hole in one path is such an amazing feeling, yeah. especially when it's like theoretical and you're like, well, I guess if I activate this ability just <laughs> the split second before hitting this other enemy, because one ability will replace the an old ability. So like, there was one which I remember very clearly. I had to hit the jump ability like the split second before I touched this electric ability in order Ooh, to make it up onto a second cool. level where I needed the electric ability up there right. because the electric ability allows you to bowl through um, trees that otherwise you would just bounce off of. Uh, and it's just like it feels really good because it's not just like you set up the the angle and the power and the spin and you hit it and you're done, right. you are doing things as the ball is traveling. That's really cool. And it's really fun. Yeah, um, I'm, just, I'm watching video of it now, and it looks really dope, and I would like People to saying they want a Metroid Maker, a Zelda Maker? No. Kato and oh I demand God. Kirby's Dream Hell Force yeah. 2 with a Holy level editor. shit, that would be, That'd be so dope. good. That'd be dope. Oh, uh, I would like figure out ways to make 
multiple hole-in-one options for a single Ooh, course. that'd be good. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of level editors, uh, it has been a little while now, or I guess it hasn't been a little while. Link's Awakening came out on, yeah. what, Friday? And that technically has, mm-hmm. like, a dungeon creator. Uh, it's trash. Which I heard trash. Not it actually good. should. It actually should make you worried that, like, mm. I mean, it was, it was uh, like, I think it is part of the reason we haven't seen another one of the, like, you know, makers is that, there is a lot of reasons that like Mario specifically lends itself because of its short form nature, which is also why a game like a Kirby's Dream Course would make yeah. more sense than a Zelda or a Metroid in which there are just so many other elements going on. And also just the nature of it is not a 60 second or, you know, three minute whatever. Right. It's like, a you know, the, the way those levels and adventures are constructed is just something different. Um and yeah, there there is a I, I di- didn't even really mess with it. Like I I read Jason Schreier's uh, <laughs> hit piece against the, <laughs> the dungeon. Damn. Um, the the he spent a fair bit of time with them and was just like they're not very interesting and so you don't just, have a lot of options. It, yeah. what you're, so you're yeah. so in the game you meet an NPC, um, the graveyard digger NPC yeah. in Link's Awakening, and. Um, he says, hey, if you collect these tablets that you get, like, you know, by completing dungeons and, like, experiencing new elements in a dungeon, you bring them back to him, and then you can then create a, you know, your own dungeon. Um, but again, like, the, the, you, you, you know, you're not doing any scripting. You're just taking, like, here's a boss that you faced somewhere else. and yeah. fight that room again. <clears throat> it's not, you know, it's just there's. Yeah, it's not just the shape of the room. But it's all the enemies in the room. Whatever puzzles in that room, it is like that. That room, it's just that whole, whole thing, room. right? Like, There's no and mixing you can't and change the directions that the doors go. For example, things like that. So yeah. like certain shapes can only fit in certain places, anyways. Um, hmm. It's That's like it'd, it'd be one thing if you could take like, hey, like if you could like, like the lack of like scripting influence is like a real problem. Like, because what if like you you engage you found you know you know you're fighting a boss you think is familiar. But it does something slightly different because the player has, you know, even just basic things like that would go a long way to creating any element of surprise, which is like the whole nature of Mario Maker, right? Like me playing a level from Jess is like it's it's the, the delight of Mario Maker a lot of the time is the subversion and commentary on expectations. And there's nothing in Link's Awakening's editor that allows the player to. A creator to surprise a player with something where the game acts unexpectedly. And the lack of that and the lack of just options in general means, you know, it it just leaves you wondering whether that would ever make any real sense as like a large product is what it, it would have to be you know much, wait around for people to make eight hour game like eight hour adventures right, like I just, right. you know I just, I just don't know quite how a zelda maker works and it would have to be um, just dungeons the way that this one is but right th- it's more about like opening up those tile sets as like things you can place in the world like individual objects and stuff where right now it's like you can't change right. any of that it's just like here's this room that you remember from the dungeon you were just in right right <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that is a bummer, but it's also like uh, my hope is yeah, no, I'm not even gonna get hopeful. I was like, <clears throat> there's gonna be like maybe this is their first step into figuring out ways that right. work and don't. No, I don't. And like, it's and it's nothing. It's not even like a you're supposed to. There's no sharing about of this or anything. This is literally just you make a making them and you go through it again and you get. I forget. It's what not you even get. chalice you get dungeons, thing. right? Like it's not even random. No, it's not even right. like 
it'd be almost cool if you could hit a button that was like, build me something out of the stuff yeah. I've collected so yeah. far. It'll be a little bit of a surprise to me, at least, you right. know? Like, And there are like challenges at some point, too. It's just like, get through this thing that you built with only one heart or only use the shield, things like that. Yeah, but yeah. like... It's not a doesn't feel like enough really. Two things there. One is uh, it, a lot of this makes me think of is the all the incredible stuff happening in like the link to the past randomizer scene. Yeah, like that is way more interesting to me. They should just steal it. They should just <laughs> just steal they that idea. Just yeah. Steal that idea. It's a great idea. I'm glad that they haven't like lawyered up and taken link to the past randomizer shit down. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. For people who don't know, link to the past randomizer is a thing where. Uh, Every at the beginning of every game, there's different like settings you can do to make this different, but um, you can you can basically shuffle where all the items are around the world of Link to the Past, and so that means that certain dungeons you'll you'll get to certain dungeons and won't have the item that you would traditionally have by the time you get there, or those items might show up super early and give you a very quick time because you get something you get like a really great collection of uh, abilities and items within your first hour, or like oh I could just I really fucking need whatever the what are the what are the boots that make you run the Pegasus boots Pe- yeah, the Pegasus I really boots, need those yeah. fucking Pegasus boots I really need the gloves to lift something and you're like I cannot find these fucking gloves because they're not where they normally are and that is really interesting and like I, I've seen that community love that whole scene and and like build out new new uh, ways of playing that game competitively and cooperatively that are really yeah. cool but that's also saw- riffing in a, in a Mario Maker direction in yes. that it's taking an established template and the fun is not that it's a new set of dungeons right. it's that it's what you already know and then it surprises you based on what you already expect. Yes. Um, and that's just a much taller order with Zelda, which is a more intricate style of design um, in terms of like what the player is actually doing and how much is, you know, authored by the the, the layout designers and stuff like totally. that. Totally. So, the other thing the rest of the game is good. Yeah. <laughs> really gonna, real, just want to shout one more thing before I forget it. And then I do want to talk more about Link's, Link's Awakening. Yeah. Someone this weekend or last week beat all of Breath of the Wild with just shields. No weapons, no bows, <laughs> and no bombs. No bombs. What the, the fuck? He, he'd beaten it once with bombs yeah, and shields. Yeah. It was like bombs are basically weapons. Sure. So he went back and beat the whole game in 27 hours, including all four Divine Beasts, and then Whoa! Ganon with just shields. Oh, I thought this was like a... No, it was like a lot of killing... Situation. It was a lot of killing Lionels with... Um, with uh, uh, big metal blocks because they drop shields that you could use to shield bash enemies to do damage, and also they're really strong. Anyway, that's right. all. Shout out to that that guy. I don't know if he's any. He might be shitty. Who knows? But that is an <laughs> accomplishment that I saw on Twitter, and therefore I'm shouting it out. Yeah, Conor I was, I was just gonna shout out the the link to the past randomizer co op run oh, that yeah. happened at uh, SGDQ 2019. This past summer, uh, it was really good, and it was really interesting because the, they're both playing the same seed, mm. so they would they they split up basically and have to like share information. And there was a a split link to the past and Metroid randomizer, Super Metroid. So there was like a there was a either I forget if it was an item or a specific door that swapped between games. Wow! <laughs> yeah, it was wow. really really cool. So it's the same, but you have to beat both. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> it's wild. That's really cool. It was really cool. Nice. 2019 um, SGDQ. You, uh, going back to Link's Awakening, though, you've both, when we last talked about it, it was pre-review, so you couldn't give me any final thoughts. Patrick, Kato, I know you've dipped into it a little bit, too. Yeah. I'm curious where you both are at with the game now. Patrick, you had a review go up, so I'm not curious so much as I've edited your review. <laughs> I know how you <laughs> feel, but I'm curious to hear you explain it now to to these people. Yeah, it was a, um, I think... Uh, I was happy to provide a perspective that I think was not so 
like behind the curtain, often mm-hmm. the way reviews are assigned out is usually to some degree based on familiarity because familiarity usually leads to interest and an expertise. And that's what you would hopefully want in someone doing a critical analysis of, of something. Right. And so I've uh, played up what the result of that was a lot of links awakening reviews in which a lot of it was framed um, understandably of like, Oh, I loved this game when I was a kid. Now I get to re-experience it. What is that like? I didn't play Link's Awakening as a kid. Like generally, I have not played the handheld Zelda games for uh, not I don't not particularly good reasons. I just never quite for whatever reason uh, play them. And by the time I started being interested in playing the handheld ones, well, yeah, I, I didn't. I don't know why. I owned a Game Boy, a Game Boy Color, and I, I uh, and a Game Boy Advance, um, but just never got around to them. I just primarily played the console ones. So this is all to say, it made Link's Awakening like a tough game to critically evaluate because. When you play an, when you play an old game and it has uh, its original aesthetic and you know that you're playing something from 1993, let's say in this case, and it is just purely the thing that was released in 1993, you end up being more forgiving because there's a context for what's in front of you. It's like this is an older thing from a time and a place that uh, it is what it is, you know, sort of because that's the nature of it. With Link's Awakening, they – by taking out the old like kind of monochrome aesthetic and putting this really slick, stylish, if framey uh, look on on Link's Awakening, um, it re- it robs you of that. And it looks gorgeous, and I'm, I'm glad it looks the way it is. But between that and then sort of like quality of life tweaks, you know, like the map, changing the amount of seashells that are in the game, like they made changes to the game. And so it made it tough for me to, to sort of like know where to come down on things. It's like, okay... I'm starting to find these dungeons very repetitive. They're still enjoyable, but there's not a lot to them. And it seems to be confusing complexity with too many rooms to keep track of and not enough tools to sort of do that uh, um, easily given what's in front of you. But the, the the backdrop of that is, well, yeah, this was like basically a technical test for the Game Boy and then they turned it into a game and didn't have a lot of resources. So... It was a Game Boy, like, so, like, and it's from 1993, so it's, like, the aesthetic and changes make me want to, like, be more critical of the game, but also I'm trying to remember, well, it's a game from 1993, but then what's the fairest way to review that is, well, one, to just be transparent, like, this is, this is the lens in which I'm viewing it, and here's where I'm confused on how to, what to hold against the game and right. how much to weight it against the game, Um and I tried to be a little more honest. I was like, yeah, there's a bunch of this stuff like I I didn't particularly care for. I still think it's a great game, but like go into it knowing it is still very much a game from 1993 that is well worth playing, but that they haven't made fundamental, fundamental structural changes that remove it from that. This isn't, you know, this is a, a in a lot of ways, just an, an aesthetic remake. It is not that term like it's, you know. If we use, like, if there's remake and if this is a remake, like, a reboot of Link's Awakening would be, like, a fundamental rethinking of what it was, what Link's Awakening was, while trying to keep, like, the soul and essence of it. Um, That's not what this is. Like, this is just kind of cleaning it up in the best way possible, but it's still the bones of Link's Awakening. And, like, those bones are a little brittle in in some places, but it's still, like, the whole is is solid. I'm, Kato, did you play Link's Awakening when it came out? Yeah. Well, not when it came out, but after the fact. Um, but you played it. Yeah. I did play it as a as a kid on my Game Boy Color. Uh, the original uh, so you version. You played a DX version. No, no, the original. Because I, oh, okay. It was just like one of those things where it's like that's what I could get my hands on. Right. <laughs> but um, sure. Uh, 
I still think it it was it's one of the best 2D Zeldas ever. Like, if not the best. Because it was at least then, I mean now less so, but at least then it was so the the like tone of it was so different and more um how do I say this? More like for especially back then, it felt like there was more of an emotional core to this game than any of the other Zeldas. Where like the other Zeldas. Well, it felt feel, like a place, right? Like yeah. I, Hyrule is a world, but I but you know, one of the things I was trying to uh, sort of evoke in my review is that like this island feels like a place with right. a community yes. and you get a sense of how things work and what each person's role is and what it must be like to be here. Right. And like, that's just not the case in Hyrule, like especially like Link to the Past Hyrule. It's like there are distinctive places. Yeah, there's that there's one the town. But outside Ooh. the castle, right, and there's that one town, but like yeah. how, does, how does this world work or fit together? And it's like th- this island on Link's Awakening feels like a place. Like you get a real sense of what it what this place is in in, in a way that was yeah. I think is a huge part of the reason combined with like sort of the emotional arc of you know what transpires like I think that's part of why it was so memorable is because the location was memorable it's like Link to the Past is memorable but I don't know like in, that's maybe like going to the forest and getting like the master like there are individual that, moments that, but it's that one specifically is pretty good but other than that yeah they kind of like they start right. to blend after a while and like mechanically that game is very good and fun but like I barely remember anything about the like. There was a wizard, right? I forget. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, there, there was, there was a wizard. Yeah, uh, there was a wizard. Are you talking about Destiny? Or are you talking about yeah? Link to the oh, Past. Oh yeah, Destiny. That's we talk about Destiny, <laughs> Destiny too at some point. Yeah, we will. But uh, I, at this point, you know, I've seen some people say like, "Oh, I would love for them to go back and make Link to the Past in this style, or make remake." Zelda, The Legend of Zelda 1 in this style. Yeah. You think that's something that they would be, that they would conceive of doing? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like, yeah. I feel like 1 is so, uh, like they used 1 as the basis for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Right, in a lot of ways, design-wise, that's like open, like you can go wherever you want. Like I feel like remaking that isn't, like they already kind of did, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. In an updated way, yeah. obviously. Like they changed, but like and also those like design principles. Link's Awakening, in the wild. And Link's Awakening is like a you know they're charging full price for this, yeah. um, and like right. it feels like a full game. I don't know in, that you yeah, could in just do an aesthetic, an aesthetic remaster of Zelda One and say like this is a complete full game and we're good to go. Like I think like Zelda One would require like a broader rethinking and at that point like yeah breath of the wild exists i mean if they decided like hey we're just gonna do like if you know for 20 bucks we're just gonna like aesthetically change zelda one i like i think that would be yeah cool but i'm actually like far more interested in a you know tease this in my review of like i think the handheld games are for a lot of people they haven't played them i think like those are like a lot of people they're beloved by a lot of people but i think a lot of people played the console ones and didn't play the handheld ones and i would love to see like I've heard that, you know, like the Capcom ones, Oracle of Age and Seasons are like really interesting. I know Minish Cap is thought of as like a top tier so Zelda good. game, not like not just a good handheld one, but like just like a top like just Zelda game, period. And so, um, you know, absent them just putting those up on the, you know, the online service, I I would be fine if they just sort of either took this look or similar approaches of like finding some really stylized way 
you do a couple of quality of life improvements, but more or less keep the games as is. And, you know, I, I, I think their approach to Link's Awakening was really smart and also is probably something you could do, you know, relatively efficiently at a, at a, at a pace that you could, you know, be getting one every, you know, year, right, year and a half. Right. So, yeah, I'm really curious. And Nintendo didn't even make this. Gre- Grezzo? Grezzo? Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Did this one? Who's, I don't know who, those, um, who they are. They do a bunch of stuff with Nintendo. Um, gotcha. Um, so, I mean, you know, Nintendo obviously oversaw it. You know, they were involved, but, they, you know, it wasn't like a one of their internal teams right. Right. Uh, handled Link's Awakening. So, uh, did you have uh, – I, I published my review and then got it in a car and dealt with a three-year-old yeah. for, for, for eight hours. <laughs> so, like, what's been the response to the frame rate stuff? Because, like, in my review, I was like, it. I am not frame rate sensitive. Right. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. – like – for a long before I got a PC, for a long time I was playing like games like Far Cry Three on an Xbox 360, where I'd be like butting heads with Brad Schumacher. He's like, "It's unplayable. You can't play." It. I was like, "Well, I'm playing it." And so, what are you saying about me? I'm fine. I'm sorry. Not everything is 60 frames a second. Wah, 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 wah. Um, grant, but now since I've had a PC and I prefers to play on PC, like I, you know, I obviously like get, I get it. But either due to uh, a lack of sensitivity and just like my eyes or motion sickness. Like it's just never frame rate drops. Just don't really, but I noticed them. I'd rather it be silky smooth, but it was, it was even enough in links awakening that I felt like, you know, I got over it, yeah. but like the couple of moments where it would hit like 60 in a dungeon or just randomly in the open uh-huh. world for like no particular reason. I'd be like, Oh, it's right there. Just it like, so good. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious how, how you ended up responding to it. I mean, it, it bothers me, but it also feels I, I, it feels predictable almost in a way. Like it's yeah. happened a lot on loads between overworld areas for me. And then mm-hmm. sometimes when it gets, you know, there's like multiple enemies on a, and really I feel like for some reason, part of it is the tilt shift also makes it more apparent. I don't know. Huh. Just because like there's parts that are, the, the, the well, like parts, focuses your attention yeah, on like the, the, the like in a sliver. way that you know it's 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 you know it's roughing the edges in a, in a blur and so it's like this kind of like you're large already, circle that you're yeah you're already focused on one point already so much that you can I don't know yeah it like made it like when it did drop feel like oh that's I yeah like normally it'd be like ah oh, that's fine I I can deal with it but some, something about having only the small strip to focus on anyways made it feel even worse than I normally yeah I don't normally like care too much about frame rate, frame rate drops but <laughs> yeah, and if that is true I wish they had just put in a option to turn it off yeah um you know if if, if yeah. it was literally the case that hey this is look, gonna look nicer and it's got a cool look but you know performance if you mode if you'd whatever. rather just if you'd yeah if you just rather have it run at a straight 60 uh, and you lose a little bit of that look that'd be great you know my guess is a lot of people would have you know, would have done that. Yeah. So um, I hit that not game breaking, but it's definitely. I want to like, know. It's, we need to get. It's one odd of, for Nintendo. Yeah, for sure. We need to get one of those switches. The the new ones. Oh yeah, I I keep thinking about. Uh, so there's a a thing right now where you can go to GameStop and trade in your old switch for the new the like better processor switch. Yeah. For seventy five bucks. Well, it's not. Mm. You, I was going to say, yeah. For, for it's not free. Yeah, it's not just. Not. It's not just no, going no, no, and swapping because no, 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 no. more people would have done it. No, but <laughs> it's for seventy five bucks. Uh, but sure. the thing that's like holding me back is like, all right, well, one, it's not guaranteed that they'll do the tr- the like uh, 
like the the save transfer, the the transfer everything over from one switch to the other at the GameStop, you might have to go. The thing that I read was like, go buy it, mm-hmm. bring it home, transfer all your shit, then go back with both switches, return it, tr- and then trade in your old switch for it back with all the stuff then on it already, uh, which is really silly and goofy the way that that oh is supposed God. to work. Yeah. But but that some people have had luck of just going in and being like, yo, I would like to upgrade from my regular Switch to the Switch that has the better processor, the better battery life because of the better processor. Um, I would like to And they let you out. do it there. And they let you do it there. And they just let you just do the transfer there, okay. which if I can do that, that. I, I will spend a Sunday afternoon at a yeah. GameStop, I guess, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, if you remember, like, this is the one thing I keep coming back to cause it's such a, if you remember the, uh, fucking Korok forest in breath of the wild, right, right. Apparently it hits a solid 30 on that new hardware. Does it? Yeah. But I feel like that's going to be so like the reason I'm not that interested is like that. I have found this, the battery life on the switch to be f- like f- fine enough. Like it only, I really bump into it if I'm on like a cross country flight yeah. and these days, I've got, you know, there's either a plug under every, you know, like I just haven't found myself in tons of situations where the battery life yeah, is what if like the a Korok big issue. I feel like it's of the wild I feel, ran at 30 frames per second instead of 24. Right. But I, what I'm saying is I think that is an accidental yeah. sort of yeah. performance boost. And Nintendo is not going to prioritize like we're not. See, I don't think we're secretly going to get just like a bunch of games that perform really well. I think we're going to get is. Digital Foundry being like, well, in this area or over here, like it occasionally performs better. Yeah. And so like absent anything else. Right. Sure. Get the new one. But, I, you know, I just, is that worth I'm super $70 curious. to me? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just wait for the, the, the actual bump, you know, in a the year next or, year two, or two. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing for me is like, yeah, how many Korok forests are there? In Link's Awakening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all right. I wonder. Like Patrick, I wonder. But like Patrick, I'm someone who isn't bothered particularly yeah, I'm deal by, with it, but by this stuff, which I'm, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that there are, like, right, right. I understand that some people are ultra sensitive to this stuff to the degree that it can make someone, mm-hmm. like, sick or unable to even play a game if the frame rate is bouncing up and down too much. I'm personally not that uh, uh, affected by it. And so if I like a game design enough and I'm enjoying myself, you know, it's obviously a very subjective and blurry thing. Like, where yeah. is that line? Because it's not that like no frame rate has ever bugged me, but yeah. Um, if there were like even this was like a 3D. What was the the 3DS Plus? Like what did they call that one? That was like the, the new, new Nintendo 3DS. New 3DS. Yeah. yeah. Like if this was like like even if it wasn't like a Switch Pro where it's like a, a real substantial boost. Like if they were even just advertising like, look, yes, this isn't a Switch Two, but it's a little bit better, get and better we're going to actually optimize yeah. for it. I would in a heartbeat just be like cool. But it's like at, like if if Nintendo's just, if it's gonna be just like well in the forest occasionally you hit thirty it's like ah you know I don't I, I don't know yeah yeah I feel like that's but, that's one of those things that's like yeah we'll we'll see maybe in six months we're like wow there's enough of a performance boost on this stuff that I'm still that I want yeah. to play still right you know what that that's what it is if another game comes out that I'm like oh I want to play that and then someone is like oh by the way this is gonna be the difference between twenty two frames a second and thirty. They're like, yeah, okay, maybe yeah. I'll go sit in that GameStop for an hour. <laughs> um, we'll see, you know? Um, God. Uh, anything else? You know what? Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about new video games, of which there are many to talk about. <laughs> I'm glad we went. Yeah. I mean, Link's, Link's Awakening is a new game. Yeah. It's just, we also- It's new. Yeah. Link's Awakening's new. Three days. It's also a remake of a game from 20 <laughs> years ago, but- Oh, whatever. Eh. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So are, so are most games these days. Boom. Got him. <laughs> we'll be back in, in a minute. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Where do we want to start? Do you want to start with the heart? Do you want to start with Sayonara Wild Hearts? Did you play that, Kato, or did only Patrick and I play that? No, only y'all. All All right. Is it on Apple? It's on Apple Arcade. It's on Apple Arcade. It's on on everything. It's on Switch. It's on... Or is it only on... I think it's on... I think I... It's on PS4. It's on... I don't know that it's on PC. No, it's on the Epic Epic Game Store. I think it's on the Epic Game Store. It is on the Epic Game Store. I think that's true. I think that that's right. I think it's on everything. I don't know if it's on Xbox, but it's probably on Xbox. I can't imagine... They just skipped that one if they're on everything. That would be weird, right? Um, but yeah, Sy- uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts is the uh, newest game from a studio that t- used to be much more talked about because they were releasing games at like a pretty quick pace. Um, and good fucking games, too. Yeah, yeah. No, it called, is uh, PS4, so- Nintendo Switch, Apple Arcade. Not, oh, so Xbox. not Xbox, not not PC. Per their website, weird. anyway. Anyway. Weird. I'm sure it's it'll come Not Microsoft. Um, <laughs> right, right. Strange. Oh, wait, no. Um, Epic Game Store, PC. Is it on Epic Game Store? It is not on Epic Game Store. Oh, I thought you said. Oh. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm saying. I was just assuming. No. Well, so their their publisher Annapurna has yes. previously uh, uh, signed deals with Epic. Um, Ashen was one of them, and so I just sort of presumed it would it would show up there. So um, yeah, Samogo Games. Um, they were really early to the App Store and um, made a bunch of really terrific uh, games, like most notably. Um, device six and your walk. Um, I think your walk is like one of the finest like horror games. And it's also like a tremendous, like, it's just, it's just wonderful. Like they, they were a studio that was, um, understood early the potential Mm -hmm. for taking advantage of a device that a lot of other people were still trying to wrap their head around. And so they had a lot of really brilliant games, um, coming out like pretty quickly in, in a certain era. I think it was like a pre- uh, like the taking over of the app store by a lot of, you know, you know, mo- you know, we'll get into this with Apple Arcade, you know, mobile games like the Candy Crushes of the world. Like those those came and have come to sort of like dominate mobile platforms in a way that it kind of it seemed to like kind of scare off a lot of developers. We're like, well, what's the point? If you're not making one of these, it's a really hard marketplace to break into. There's a lot of noise. And if you don't want to make exploitative uh, monetary mechanics, then it's like a much harder sell to be like Candy Crush for free um, and it's, you know, quote unquote free or like $15 for like this narrative story. You know what I mean? Or right. you got to charge it, it $2 was, or $3 like a, like a Monument Valley and then hope you take off. Right. They were not in either the microtransaction model, uh, the free to play model or in the the kind of $15 prestige game model. They were charging like three bucks for your walk or for device six or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, both of which are really great. Uh, they also did, they also did some stuff that was like a little more arcadey. They did bumpy road and beat sneak bandit, both totally good, a little arcadey. Those, old. yeah, those were like the two games they made before your walk and device six, where they were making like yes. some really 
um, yeah, basic arcade games. And they're like, they're, they're fine. But like, also you're walking for, device six or for real, go please go play device six and deer walk. Like yes. if you've not played those games, I think device six is a little more straightforward in the sense that I can't even get into it without spoiling some year walk stuff, but go download a uh, year walk and the year walk compendium. They I think use things called. like the, Excel- the, yeah, they use things like the accelerometer in ways that are just like delightful yes. like it's just like oh it reminds me like, of like is- playing hotel dusk for the nintendo ds or like yeah uh stuff that was like oh wow like the developers are playing around with the cool shit in this device right. um you know i haven't played these games in probably seven years but they're very very cool so so anyway now they yeah, made this the completely time, different yeah. game yes right yeah the um yeah cyanar wild hearts is uh sort of like an interactive pop album uh so describe the music as you know like carly ray jepsen by way of anim animanaguchi um, boy, uh, don't, uh, well, I'll get into this. Oh, we, uh, well, so we have to talk about this. We, yeah. we have to talk about it because my, my menchies. Um, so I have always deeply admired Rez as like a, a sort of like an academic or intellectual level mm-hmm. in which I've tried to play it a bunch of different times. And critically, I think th- that game more than even some other music sort of like rhythm games or games that have like music um, like really deeply centered in their design. And it's not just sort of like you know, sound graphics. Like it's not just music there. Cause you're supposed to music. They're like, music is so critical to what makes it work. And like the music just never connect with me. Like in the broadest possible terms, like electronic music doesn't do a lot for me. Boy, I should have written trance music. You should have written trance. Uh-huh. Shut written- up. Patrick. I, in my mentions, my editors, my editors failed me. I did. To, to, to get- <laughs> That's fair. Because, well, okay, so the thing is, I hadn't played Sayonara Wild Hearts. And so I'm sure. like, okay, what is, okay, I, I guess what Patrick is saying is the music in this game is like pop music. And so I, like, I, I, so I, to be fair, one, I played a little bit of, of Sayonara Wild Hearts at Judges Week. I should have recalled sure. that in my estimation, some of that music was electronic music. Um, well, what's in, in the way, in the, in the sense that, and this is, you know, Again, I'm not a music journalist, and like I thought, people would more or less pick up on like what, like what I, the thrust of what yes. I meant, which I think is still like really clear uh, in the piece, is is more that, uh, yeah, like genre mashups, especially like the the rise of electronic music, especially in pop music, like the infusion of that, like Carly Rae Jepsen specifically, like as an artist who like her last two albums are like very deeply like using a lot of electronic beats and are influenced by electronic music. I specifically meant like. House music, trance music. There's a specific like type of there electronic music. There are specific music. subgenres of electronic music yes. that you don't have a history or a connection Which, to. W- it doesn't the, do it like it actively. It's not that I don't even like. Uh, I don't like it. I dislike it. I, I it made sure. it made res annoying to play because I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I want to put a screwdriver in my ear for like most of it. Um, just doesn't <laughs> do I'm, anything. I'm sorry. Are you trying to help Adam Freeland? Yeah, or, uh... I don't, I, you're digging deeper. <laughs> No, I, I, so the thing for me, the thing for me that is, that is, I, so I spent a day being like, man, poor Patrick, Patrick's mentions, ugh, how, how did people not get what he meant? And then I, I did start that game up and begin playing that game. The first song is definitely not electronic music in the sense, or, you know, in the sense that it's like uh, a cover of Claire de Lune. It's probably, it's a synth cover of, of Claire de Lune. But then yeah. the next three songs are definitely electronic music. It's just that they have elements that have seeped into popular music yeah. over the last decade. Yeah. I I take some of the burden. I should have fired up a gameplay demo and been like, is this what Patrick means? 
Am I certain I failed you in that way, Patrick? I apologize. Uh, please be nice to Patrick. He doesn't know. <laughs> it would be, oh, I guess, oh, I guess the these, 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 these semantic justice warriors who are oh out my in oh, my mentions. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, just, no. just like, mm, they're no. just looking for a shot to fire. And like, I'm glad, hey, you know, come back. But me. it would be it's like, okay. I just need you to know that it would be like me being like, I don't like horror movies comma but a lot of people I say think that a i lot like of that you you are saying what a lot and i understand what they mean i understand what they what <laughs> most of the people are saying is like i don't like gorehound movies i don't like movies no because you've already done no no, no 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 what i'm saying what you're the thing i'm not gonna say what you think i'm gonna say i'm not saying but okay. i like it uh the follow-up is like but i like saw <laughs> but i like i don't like horror movies but i love jason and what they mean is I don't like this one sub-specific type of horror movie. But the world of horror movies is vast. And the same with the world of electronic music is vast. So saying you don't like electronic music is more like saying, I don't like Freddy Krueger. I don't like Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't like Friday the 13th. And therefore, I don't like horror movies. Because it's like, well, yeah, that is a big component. That is a pretty cornerstone of a certain type of horror movie. Uh, in the same way that trance music and house music are, are cornerstones of types of electronic music. But the the sea is so much vaster than that, that I understand why if you, I could imagine. It's not a, it's not it, a it's, lake, it's an ocean. It's not a lake, it's an ocean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, it would be crazy if I came to you and I was like, Patrick, I don't like horror movies, but I do. The one thing I do like, I like this. I like this though. And I point and what you look at on the screen is Freddy Krueger turning with a claw. You're like, motherfucker, that's a horror movie. And I'm I know, going, but I, I'm just saying, I'm just when saying, someone says that statement, yes, rational people go like, okay, like, I, I, I okay, Oof. yes, and they and they and they clasp their hands together and they go, oh boy, like I just want to take this person to task over what they're saying here, but I generally I know what they're but trying. I, I know to that they're express. a good person. I understand that they that they don't have an expertise in this field. They're not. They don't. They don't even go here. <laughs> You know what? It was worth it. The anger that some of these people had was just like, I'm I'm sorry that your day <laughs> was so bothered. Anyway, this here's is what I'll say. say. If you like electronic music, you should play Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sure. It fucking slaps. <laughs> and the, the, there's a lot of pop music. Like, it, what it does speak to is this overlap between these two things. We haven't even described what this fucking game is yet in any way, except to say that there is music that is both pop music and electronic music and electronic pop music mm-hmm. throughout it. All of it is really good. Uh, I definitely have some favorite songs in there, but um, do you want to set up yeah, what I mean, the game I, I will, is? I will, I, yeah. Uh, well, just to finish yeah, one yeah, last please. bit on the music, I will say, like, the cadence of the game is, like, uh, I don't want to say like sort of like f- uh, filler, but it's more like there are short sequences that last like a minute, two minutes. And those tend to be like the more like pure, like electronic or beat based tracks. And then that leads into like a three to five minute, like longer pop song. And like I will say like those long sequences, which are both the best parts of the game. And also like, I think the best tracks in the game in terms of like, the, the soundtrack itself. So the game, the way the game functions is that um, you are, you know, you're this, you're this uh, woman who her, her heart is broken and then she gets lifted off her, the breaking of her heart, like throws the universe into <laughs> imbalance, which I feel like often feels like reflects maybe how we all feel when we've had our hearts broken is mm-hmm. that, well, if I'm not good, 
the universe is also broken. And in Sign <laughs> Home Wild Hearts, that is literally that true. Is true. And so they get whisked away to this this uh, uh, this other world where they have to go and. I'm not, I don't actually know too much of what happened in the plot in the plot of Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah, fix um, the, the, beat to beat. The, yeah, the universe, there's tarot cards, and yep. the universe used to be um, good, and now it got bad. <laughs> and I'm and on a bike. It got so it's, bad. Yeah, it's like you're you're kind of on a, a, a sort of a series of like fixed tracks. Like sometimes you'll be like on like a skateboard or a hoverboard, and you're like going from left to right on on a, so this fixed area. Other times you'll be like flying around. Other times you'll be on a bike that's like going between lanes. Um, and generally speaking, uh, there is not a lot stopping you from like thrusting forward. This is a game that is like always propelling f- forward as fast as possible. You can run into things that will like send you back, like a second or so mm-hmm. into the track and then you'll go around them. Um, but generally speaking, it's a, it's a game in which you're, you're always uh, moving uh, sort of like as the song goes, like it wants you to go along with it. And there are um, little hearts you can collect uh, along the track. There are little like, like other pulsing little icons that you that get you can grab diamonds or... and they give you more points, but they don't um, like, you know, especially relative to res, like res is a game in which like yes. your shots, the shot compositions that you're doing feel like they are not feel like they are part of the soundtrack. Like you can listen to the music absent what you are firing into the world, but the game is designed for that to work harmoniously so that you feel like you are an instrument um, as part of the game. Yes, it's doing like and, beat matching and like, um, uh, like uh, dynamic. Uh, God, there's a phrase I'm looking for that I can't find. And I'm sure musicians listening are shouting it at me where like <laughs> notes are, are made to match with the chord that is playing in the melody at, the, at that time. So it's all kind of harmonized well. And I actually am the person who like, it is hard for me to just listen to the rest soundtrack without the sort of like staccato addition of yeah the shots hitting and adding different instrumentation to to the song. Uh, so yeah, totally. This is not that is the point, right? Like no, there, like it there makes, are some sounds, it makes little yes, but it's not like when you miss them, it doesn't. Like you'll be able to listen to Cyan or Wild's Wild Hearts' soundtrack and like won't feel like you've missed anything because uh, for one, like you're constantly missing a ton of the hearts. Like it's, you know, it's, 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 it's tricky to get to them. It's meant to be tricky to collect all of them. So as a result of that creative decision, it would be kind of weird for it to be integral to the the sound of the, the, the music because you're constantly missing a bunch of them. Um, uh, and so, uh, yeah. So like, that's the general like sort of cadence of the game. You're always I moving forward. I definitely still had a problem, especially early on, with I you know, honestly all the way through where if I missed one of those squares within the first 30 seconds of a level 40 seconds made you want to start over I did start over a hundred percent I was very hard for me to just like let go and play through the song and get the bronze rank or whatever I was gonna get because I missed one of those early I on. I wish it had a I wish uh it had a rewind feature so I could yeah. just like play a section because there were some really tricky sections where it's yeah. like if you don't nail that then you're not gonna get the higher you know skill accolade at the end but I didn't necessarily want to play through the entire track just to get to that sequence again. So like there are times where you can like kind of trick the game I, where you yeah, like uh-huh. throw throw yourself into a wall and die. Yeah, watch then, me catch like, this tree face first so that it goes back to the <laughs> yeah. last checkpoint. Yeah, definitely. And then, and, then, and the, the, definitely the, the thing I struggled with the game, and I think maybe for the first third, I wasn't quite sold because I think the game doesn't quite strike the right balance with that stuff in which I almost wish none of that existed and I, or if it did exist, it was a more res like design in which you 
are influencing the track and it's like you're meant to encounter all this stuff along the way so yeah. that it, you, you're rewarded with a sort of like laying on a, an additional layer to the music. Um, but I, about like a third through, I became so overwhelmed by the visuals and the the weird ideas that it has in terms of like how you're playing out this days, the different mechanics. Like I don't want to spoil too much, but like there's one in particular that did you finish it all the way through? I finished Austin? it all the way through. I'm like, so I like, got the, like halfway the, through the, a replay even. The stage that involves the um, snapping of fingers, like a oh that level, like, that level is so fucking good. And that I don't I want to I don't want to explain how it works. No, yeah, totally. It's, it's but that was the moment where it went like, and there's a number of those, especially in the like the back half of the game. That I had a problem in the first half where, um, and this game takes maybe ninety minutes, two yeah, hours at most to, yeah. to finish. Um, it is meant to be sort of like a singular. Um, it's an experience you can sit down and like listening to an album, go through and then, you know, revisit later. But there were so many moments where it felt like I'd go through this like 90 second, two minute sequence. And like in any other game, it's like, yep. cool, we've just tutorialized what we're going to do harder for like the next like five minutes. And instead, Sayonara was like, cool, we're done. Yeah, like you did it. It's and like the Titanfall 2 thing or the Mario thing of like, hey, we're going to have we're going to have a cool idea. We're going to introduce it to you at the beginning of this level. You're going to finish this level and then it's done. And then we're done with it. And we're going to yeah. move on to other cool <laughs> ideas. Uh, sometimes, and you're right, sometimes they're not even a full level. Like the snapping one lasts over a couple of like songs. And these are short songs. These are yeah. like, you know, a minute and a half, nine, like I said, 90 second songs. The snapping one kind of builds over the course of a few things, but there are, there are entire modes of transportation that you encounter for 90 seconds that have unique physics that feel really cool. And then they're gone. And it's like, that's it. That <laughs> that's was it. our like, it's almost like when you see a, a new song come out and someone has like, not a video, but has like, go to YouTube for the visualizer. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a really cool like way to associate like a lyrics video or something that has like some cool dynamic stuff going on. It's almost as if each song in the game has one of those that's interactive. And they are, there's thematic through lines between them. And certainly, like you said, like the idea of like going forward, being pulled forward by the song is in each of them. But there is a lot of variation here. Some of them are completely different in in the way you're interacting from moment to moment, especially some of the later ones where you're like, oh, this is no longer the type of, I was not playing this style of game a moment ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's really cool. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and I found that, what, so then what ended up happening was sort of, it was throwing so many different ideas at me that I then became excited. Like, cool, throw that one away. Let's go. What's yeah. the next one? And just, right. just found the game constantly able to sort of up the ante in a, in a, not in a scope way. It was just like, the speed at which it discarded ideas that like blew me away was just like remarkable. Cause like any, almost any other game would be like, cool. Like let's stick with that for longer. And I do wish it had done that at, at certain times, but um, I found the back half of the game to be so sort of like mesmerizing that like what my takeaway, you know, sort of in my review was, you know, like, Oh, like I now have a more like fundamental like emotional understanding of the reverence that people have for a game like res in which, um, I mean, people like the gameplay, but like so much of is the way that all ties itself together. And it's from a, it's, it's watching an interactive version of a, a music. You have like a, you know, almost like spiritual connection to, and like yeah. the game get, gets you closer to it in a way that is at least different from just listening to it. And sign or wild hearts was like, felt like that way for me. Like there were, there were moments where I felt myself completely lost in what was happening in a way that just doesn't, when I hear people talk about that way in games like I don't 
I don't really buy it. Like maybe because I've never experienced it. And like Sayonara is like the closest I've had to an experience like that. I desperately wish I could play this game in VR. Um, I don't need the world around me to be filled up, but I would love to just experience the aesthetic in 3D with headphones just oh, like locked really in there. Cool. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that when they do uh, an eventual PC release, like that will be part of it because I think it would, you know, like I think of like a music game like Thumper, right? Like that doesn't have a ton going on. It's mostly what's right in front of you. Yeah. But it just, be- it, be- it benefits from being locked into that world. And like, I want to be locked into that world again. And one thing I will say is that I, because I don't think like the score mechanics are all that interesting. It's not fun to like go through a track where you feel like I had like a borderline musical spiritual experience and it's like, ah, but you didn't do that good on the, and it doesn't, it's not condescending at the end, but it does feel like slightly dispiriting to be like, I just had like a moment and it's like, but that moment was only worth a bronze (laughs) and you missed the silver by a hundred points or whatever. And so when you beat the game once, you unlock what I think should be at least an option up front or really realistically maybe should have been the default way to play the game is called arcade play where it just treats it like, so the way Sayonara works is like you'll play a level. And again, sometimes as short as like 90 seconds long, then you get to the end. It tells you what your score is. It tells you which of the three ranks you got. And then there's a level select screen and you move on to the next one. But having played like another, the game halfway through again in arcade play, no more level select screens. Like you just go from, one level to the next seamlessly, and it just moves on the way that a, you know a record would move through. And the scoring stuff is there, but it doesn't pause to judge you. And so I found myself getting more into and feeling less judgy about when I missed a section because it's like, who cares? Like we're just, it's just there to give me a little more to do as I'm playing, playing right. through and listening to the music. It's not so much that I have to sweat that I missed a sparkly object because the game's not going to comment on it at the end. Now, it gives you a score all the way at the end. It's like a total score. Um, I haven't seen how that works. And there's like another second mode that you can unlock. You know, and I, I, I don't know what that I one is. I don't know is. what that is yet either. Um, I haven't looked that up. Um, but I do like that. I, I'm, I'm never going to touch the level select version of this game again. Um, I would much rather just sit and play the arcade mode that probably shaves off a couple of minutes from even a playthrough. Definitely. Um, And it's the kind of thing where you could sit down for 90 minutes and like, I could see myself doing that with this game uh, once a year. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just a really smart, visually inventive game. Um, And, you know, just personally, it was nice to have a better sense of, you know, the way people speak about res. Cause it sounds like I, I got a game that was like, more spoke to me the way that Rez spoke to a lot of people. There is a feeling sometimes, even in that other mode, when you miss what is... So so a thing that's nice about Rez is that you might not be playing optimally, but because you have that constant feedback of you shooting things in the environment and then producing music, you always feel like, you know, ah, oh, fuck, I got hit or whatever. Like, I didn't, I didn't play optimally. But you always have that back and forth. Um, whereas there, yeah. are, there are moments here where that back and forth falls on the motion instead of falling on the music. And there are times when I miss like, you know, one of the early ones is there are these like tubes of light where if you like get in one of them, it will automatically put you in the other one. It's like, there'll be two yeah. of them, one on the left side, one on the right side. And if you get on the one on the, on the left side, the one on the, you'll spit you into the one on the right side at the right perfect time for you to keep collecting these little hearts. 
And again, those hearts don't really mean anything. I'm not trying to get maximum points, but missing that, like, but they're there, but they're, they're there, there, right? Like, so, and there, which means that you can feel yes. failure in a moment that it probably doesn't seem like that is in uh, 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 sort of like cadence with like the with the rest of the game's yes. vibe. Yes, yeah. totally. Well, like, and it just makes you feel like. I missed I it's like oh fuck I missed the I missed the teleportation I missed the the moment of getting that like that going on that run it's like it's like fucking up a solo in guitar hero or something even yeah. if you're playing on the no fail guitar hero mode you want to hit the solo you want to like be yeah, cool it feels good it feels good uh and so I I do I do think that that is like ah oh, it's a little at, it's a little at odds there like you said with the cadence of the rest of the game and it, it isn't just like getting rid of the score would get rid of your desire to do well so in that way it's it's kind of a plus like you are still going to be playing in game even if you put on the mode where it's just like play through the album for me, you still would want to be playing. And also, yeah, if you hit a tree, you have to go back and play the thing. So you can't be totally disconnected from what's happening. Um, and yeah, I just I just want to say again, like it has some really just very cool moments, very surprising. The way that the mechanics develop, uh, the way that the characters kind of have just like this um, very expressive uh, fashion sense, very expressive animations as you encounter them in the world uh, or, you know, in these songs. All that stuff is just hit so out of the park that even though it's a 90-minute game, like, it's one of those things that's like, oh, yeah, this is going to stick with me for a little while. This is this is a good one. Um, I really want to see what that other mode is. Mm-hmm. And, and I also keep wondering to myself, would I want a DLC? Would I want, like, a B-Sides pack where it's like, hey, give me one more level for each of these mechanics? And the answer is like, yeah. Pro- probably, probably, yeah. Probably, even if it's. I would have liked. I yeah. would have liked a sort of like challenge. Yeah, challenge mode. That's like, all right, all right. So like, we built this like very specific story, and like all the beats are exactly where we want yeah. them. But like, if you just liked doing the thing, like you know, there's a sequence where you're jumping over these mushrooms. Yes, that's and, a like, good moment. The, the, there's and, and the, the visuals get really trippy, and the, the like the, the 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 rhythm of going over the mushrooms and bouncing is like really strange, and you're like kind of just barely hanging on, like. I would have loved one that was like, all right, let's go balls to the wall. Like, come on, like, let's, let's go. Um, And, and I realized like some of this is born out of my own, like masochism of playing (laughs) games like Mario where like, I, I like, you know, or, you know, Kato, you know, we were talking about DDR. Like I like, I like rhythm because I'm not a musician and I've, I've, I've tried over the years differently, but like I, I am good with my fingers in video games. And so often the reason music rhythm games speak to me is because it, allows me I sometimes to feel like what it must be like to play an instrument and like connect mm-hmm. with music on a way that is different than just listening to it. And music games have often been my avenue to do that absent being able to do that with an actual <laughs> instrument. And so when you can place and, and I was, you know, like that was the appeal of playing like expert in a rock band or a guitar hero or playing maniac in, in DDR. Now, DDR is like in a lot of ways so far dis- often disconnected from like, the beats of the song sometimes that yeah. it didn't feel as uh in, in in you know sort of like sitting alongside it, but that's like sometimes where I felt like I wanted a little more of Siren or Wild Hearts is like I want I feel like I can get closer to the music if you're asking more of me alongside it, but uh, so much of what it is doing was was so deliciously brilliant that I. I got over it, but um, yeah, I'm with you. I think like a challenge pack would be neat if they decided yeah. to go in I, that direction with some of this stuff. I quickly just want to also add that um, if you pick this game up and you're like a level or two in, you're like, ooh, I don't know that I like how this feels. 
give it another, you know, th- two or three songs because there's one, I think one of the worst levels is pretty early on. There's a level where you're kind of like flying around on a thing and the control is like loose and floaty in a way that I know is intentional because they're so intentional with a lot of the different vehicles yeah. you end up using that all end up feeling pretty distinct. Um, but I think give it that like 10, 20 minutes before you hit return on whatever platform I'm imagining it has a quick and easy return <laughs> button. Um, or, basically get it, get to the, get to the first real pop song. Yeah, get to like, the first there's a song sequence, a sequence, yeah, a sequence with a city yes. and a motorcycle. And it's like, if, if that doesn't like connect with you at all, then the, probably the rest of the game, you know, it kind of just elevates from there. But yeah. like, that was the first time where like it really. Uh, hit me. And I will say for a game that has like a fairly nonsensical story, I found the ending to be like really yeah. like touching yeah, and heartwarming yeah. in a way that I was not quite <laughs> ready for, but works with the sort of like plot uh, light nature of uh, the game itself. Also so. uh, good narration is what I will say. And that is all I'll say about that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to spoil, but like there were, I read a couple of reviews that just sort of like mentioned a specific detail about the uh, the narration with acting as though, yeah, of course, that makes sense. <laughs> Just like narration, yep. comma, yep. insert phrase, comma, yeah. and being like, no. Like, there's a, there, there's a specific reveal at the end of this game where I went back and was like, I wanted to throw my switch in the air. <laughs> Hopefully it hasn't been spoiled for you yeah. because it's a, it's a, they clearly, they they wait to the last possible beat of the credits to kind of hit you with something yeah. that is uh, to do their mic drop in a sense. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. If you're like, I don't give a fuck, you can go look it up. It's not a thing that's worth saying out loud here, um, but it's dope. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, the uh, we're in the middle of like a huge weird influx of releases that people care deeply about. Where if you looked at like the major release calendar at the beginning of the year, you would not have noticed you would not have seen this weekend you right. would be like oh yeah Link's Awakening is that weekend you would not have talked about Sayonara Wild Hearts probably you probably also wouldn't have known about because the, uh, the release date only got announced a month ago or whatever uh, Untitled Goose Game which I played and reviewed for the site um, that, that reviews up now uh, and I really like Untitled I really like okay. this game about a goose that doesn't have a title um, it does. It, I know. I know. We can the go back and forth on this. Un- house, house, house. <laughs> the developers uh, of this game, the one with the goose, insist that the game does not have a name. That it is an. Un- Kato, respect artistic right intent, please. A Hideo Kojima game. Look. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Fuck. Uh. Then it should have just been untitled. Yeah. That's the only way you can actually claim I'm sorry. Yeah, don't put caps in there. Don't put don't put anything else in there. Just be, that, yeah, the second is... there's a, there's another descriptor, that is a title. Mm-hmm. You're done. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> but I, it's fun. Untitled Goose Games, Zero Dawn. There you go. That's, the, that's gonna be the follow. That's the prequel, actually. It's how we know what happened in this small Ready English for village. Untitled Goose Game Blood Month. <laughs> So that is the argument that I make in my review. Uh, I've seen, I'm happy I've seen other people make the same connection, which is even though, so I played a little bit of Untitled Goose Game at a PAX like a year ago, I want to say, PAX West 2018. I played like the very, very, very beginning for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a fucking goose. I'm honking at this gardener. <laughs> Got your fucking keys. I can't Hell believe yeah. you voted for Brexit. <laughs> um, that, he's definitely a Brexiter. Uh, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I stole your carrots, etc. Like, I'm causing havoc. What I didn't oh, put yeah. together was, until I played the game all the way through, uh, was that 
Untitled Goose Game is is sort of Hitman. Uh, it's building <laughs> on the Hitman formula uh, in a real way, in the sense that you get so you go. You, so this game is set up so you are a goose. You can do goose. four things. You can do the four things geese can do. Five things geese can do. You can move. You can walk around and, and like be in the water and swim. I guess. Can you fly? You cannot fly, but you can flap your wings. Okay. Like, and you can do the thing I'm doing, honking. <laughs> you can do that, and you flap your wings in like an aggressive manner, or like a get the fuck away from me manner. Yeah. yeah. You can honk. You can pick things up, mm. like steal things, and you can run. You can <laughs> as speed up. Want to do <laughs> as a goose is want to do. Using those that limited set of verbs, you come into a new location. The first one's a garden. And you're given a set of tasks. So, for instance, one of the tasks is, like, um, get the gardener wet. And, like, okay, how the fuck do I do that? All right. Well, I look at the garden. I can see that there's a hose connected to a sprinkler connected to a valve out in the, like, out front of the garden. If I can get him over to where the, where the, uh, the, the sprinkler is and I can get him there for long enough – then maybe I can t- go back outside, hit the sprinkler, turn on the, the valve, hit the sprinkler, you know, turns on and soaks him. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, how do I get him there? Well, I could steal a carrot and I move a carrot over there. But like, oh, he didn't see me move the carrot. Fuck. Okay, well, I'll honk and bring him over there. Honk. He comes over. He grabs the carrot. I run outside. I open up the, the valve. But by the time I get there, he's got the carrot back where it's supposed to be. Mm. He doesn't get wet. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to need to, this is going to be a, an attack on two fronts. <laughs> go grab the carrot. Honk to bring him over. Go grab the radio. Turn the radio on with my beak, presumably. Run that back to the sprinkler. That's going to keep making noise so he remembers where it is. Then I have the time. But while he's dealing, bring the carrot back. I'm running back outside. He's going to come back for the radio. I hit the sprinkler. He's soaked. The little, like, uh, notebook comes up from the bottom of the screen and crosses out, like, soak the gardener. Great. There are (laughs) seven or eight of those tasks for each place, I want to say. Maybe six to eight, let's say. I think it's it's like eight, actually. Um, And after you complete most of them, a new one appears that Mm. is like the one that will get you out of this place uh, and into the next zone, basically. Okay. Um, like I don't Something rem- about the way you said that, imagine this is like some weird purgatory for this goose. In that a sense, has, like, you know, can't can't move or leave. Uh, the until. goose has an objective. <laughs> uh, that's all I will say is the goose in just like Cyanide Wild Hearts, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. But there is a reveal at the end of the oh. game that helps you understand what the goose is thinking. And I, I conceptually understand where the goose is coming from, is okay. what I will say. Cool. I mean, well, there, there, there's, there's a. Uh, I've only played about an hour in the in the, in the early goings, but like the, this game just dumps you into this world. Oh yeah, and then and then says check your to do list. And, um, excuse me, <laughs> and you hit a button, and there's just seven things to do, and it's like why? Why am I doing these seven things? And the and it, I'm sure it must be connected to wherever it goes, but like sort there's of. a delightful weirdness to it yeah. where <laughs> sort of yeah. uh, weirdness to it to, to just to just the game being like. Yo, this goose has got a to-do list. I will say by the time I finished this game, and I, didn't, I have not totally finished it yet. I still have a lot of – so you, you, after you go through the – there's four areas. There's like a garden. There's four areas. I'm not going to spoil all the areas even though they're all in the trailer. Um, <laughs> or there's, there's like four areas and then like a finale after uh-huh. that. Uh, uh, that is like its own area, but it, 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 I'm not going to get into it. Uh, after you do all of it, you're given another set of objectives, mm. some of which require you to do things – across areas, which is oh. really cool. Dragging items from one place to another to trigger certain interactions that wouldn't happen otherwise. So like, I'll give one example of these, which is there's one area that is um, uh, 
there's one area that's kind of like slightly more inhabited. There's like a, a pub and some other stuff. And there's a delivery person who moves a box around. And the very first thing you do in that in, in that area is use that box in, a, in an interesting way because they don't know that you're in the box. <laughs> uh, then there's an objective you get after the game is over that is like, again, there's a huge list of these things. So I'm just spoiling one. That is get yourself tossed over a fence. And I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck do I do that? And I tried a bunch of different ways to do that. And then I realized, oh, if someone... If someone thinks this box is out of place, but they're not the delivery person, they might just like fucking throw this box over their fence <laughs> to get it out of their hair. And that is exactly what happens. Great. Um, so those sorts of things are very Hitman-like, right? Mm. This idea of like, here is the clockwork world. Here are all the moving pieces. Right. Here are all of the people who just are going to keep doing their little AI loop indefinitely. Uh -huh. They'll get mad. Unlike Hitman, they don't shoot you <laughs> when you interfere. They'll just kind of stare at you and be like, all right. <laughs> Uh, what do you want? The gardener just staring at you like, I, all right, you just stay here. I'm going to deal with these fucking carrots. Honk. <laughs> what? What is it you honk? <laughs> and then you steal his fucking keys. You lead him outside. You drop him in the lake. You go back inside. You close the door. He's locked out. What do you do now, gardener? <laughs> um it is such a it is such a fun game because you move between those two modes of like complete chaos havoc causing and then getting an idea of like ah I see how I could mm. make this little boy put on the wrong pair of glasses for the rest <laughs> of his life uh, and oh, no. and then you you do that and you execute on a plan again very much like Hitman where you're like okay I can see how I can manipulate their AI beha behavior patterns I can see where they're vulnerable I can see where they're he's distracted by this or if I do that then th then this like chain reaction events will happen um and and that sort of like harnessed moment of chaos is just really rewarding um there are a couple moments where i think it gets a little too puzzly well okay i should say i hit a bug that i think has been patched out mm. um but i got stuck towards the end of this game because there was an interaction that was like uh, impossible to happen anymore. Basically, I had to deal with this thing. There was a, uh, there was like an interactable that became uninteractable yeah. uh, by the NPC. The NPC just like couldn't return a thing to a box anymore, and it meant I could not beat this final thing. Uh, I think they patched it out from from what my communication with them has sounded like, or they figured out what the cause was. Um, that said, if you hit if you ever hit that, you can just restart the game. The game saves every time you complete an objective, mm. so you can always mm. just restart the game, and that will restart like the set the world back to its state. Um, in general, again, with, with the exception of this one thing, the NPCs will also return the world back to its original state or back to its like status quo, uh, which is how I know they're all Brexiters because they're all just so <laughs> hopelessly devoted to this fundamental, you know, fictional idea of the old, the old perfect world, everyone isolated from each other, et cetera. Um, <laughs> it's just really charming. And, uh, you know, the thing that I, the thing that I, it doesn't wear out. It's welcome. It's like, sure. You'll be of... done in, you'll be done in three or four hours at the longest, at the longest. Okay. You might blow through it in two hours if you're, if you're sharper than me in some instances. Um, I also just love to poke around at this shit and mm. see all the different ways people interact. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think my favorite level is this, this pair of, of neighbors who just like live next to each other and who are so different. You know, it's like a pipe smoking dude and then like an outside like artist lady. Uh, and um, the way that those two characters have this little like ecosystem between each other and the way that they're too like the, the place where one's fence is broken and you can kind of move between those two areas and the way they get annoyed with each other. It's all just so endearing to see the way these characters move. It's also a beautiful game. It's like this very like 
the word cell shaded gets overused, um, but it's like a very uh, the characters don't have don't have f- f- like facial characteristics. There's noses and there's like skin color, and they look kind of like low poly, but not but yeah. not like I'm kind of struggling to find like a touchstone here. There's something that reminds me of. You you could almost go a claymation or like experimental animation yeah. direction, mm-hmm. um, but it not as textured or not as like there's not that feeling of like here is a physical object here, right? Um, and it doesn't feel like kitsch. It feels it feels like very twee in a lot of ways. But that never it I never like um, uh, felt like I was uh, chafing against that in any way. Mm. Uh, partially because you're such a you're such a fucking disaster goose <laughs> that any. Anytime that that game feels like, oh, look at this twee little adorable British village. You're like, honk, <laughs> fuck off. Give me your broom. Give me your broom. Give me your broom. Why don't you give me your fucking broom? And then you break the broom by mistake and it feels good. Uh, it's it's uh, It was a very fun time to play through. I'm going to still like fuck around with it and see how many more of these side objectives I can get. Um, my favorite thing has just been the videos that have been coming out of people yeah. doing various goofy goose fucking things. things very various goosey things uh someone i saw a video or uh, yeah i saw a video of someone who had gotten who took every item in the entire game uh and <laughs> put it all basically in one corner of the world which oh that's so it's good. so fucking and just like walking through it all like a tour like yeah. mtv cribs but you're a goose <laughs> and you've stolen everything from this british village Good. Extremely, extremely good. That's great. Um, so yeah, that's Untitled Goose Game. Uh, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it turned out good. Like I am. Yeah. Unti- I am so relieved that I got to be a horrible goose uh, and enjoy myself in this hell world. Can't wait to be a horrible goose. You deserve it, Kata. You deserve to be. A the horrible only reason goose. I have it is because Christina's out of town. And she was so excited about this game. Yeah, fair. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. It's good. <laughs> Uh, it is, is it part of, no, Sayonara Wild Hearts is part of Apple Arcade. Untitled yeah. Goose Game is mm-hmm. not part of Apple Arcade. No. But it, no. but it would fit right in, in so many ways. Oh, it would. Uh, because Apple Arcade, which I'm going to let you talk about because you're the one who did this deep dive, Patrick, feels to me so much like, in terms of its catalog, I think there's a couple of conversations to have here. One is, I want you to tell me about the games. But the other one is talking about it in the, in the kind of legacy of, early 2010s indie games and like the indie game quote unquote aesthetic and developer and, and uh, developer scene and, and stuff like that. Uh, and the third, I guess, is what's up with subscriptions? What's up with subscriptions and games? Because we're in it now more so even mm-hmm. than when Game Pass hit. Mm-hmm. Like Apple Arcade feels like it is it is you know, kind of calling calling the bluff of every podcaster who said, at some point we should talk about whether or not subscription services make sense for developers. Because <laughs> like, yeah, motherfucker, you should. Yeah. You better because we're here. We're here for real. This is not a flash in the pan. Uh, so Patrick, talk to me about Apple Arcade, what it is and, and what is on it right now and what your experience has been. I think it's interesting that we had uh, Sign Our Wild Hearts, which, you know, obviously is part of the Apple Arcade lineup, but to talk about what that studio used to be and used to represent <laughs> at like a very specific time in the app store when it was thought that the app store could be this like really interesting, uh, enormous marketplace for like an audience that could experience like they, you know, people who don't consider themselves, you know, video, you know, gamers, but own a device that can play games. And it's in the hands of, you know, hundreds of millions of people. Like that was yeah. part of the huge rush to trying to understand, okay, 
a touchscreen fundamentally changes how we design a lot of games, but like, what's the path forward? Maybe it's new games. And so that kind of all like largely got kind of with like some rare exceptions, like has been gone on the, you know, the app store. I mean, there are a lot, there are games on Google play, but I think usually when we're talking about like mobile games, a lot of it is, um, you know, what was happening on the app store. And it feels like Apple arcade is intentionally or not an attempt to sort of like recapture that by putting up some, like explicit barriers, right? Like, so, you know, games in Apple Arcade are not going to be like, they don't have microtransactions. Like they're, they're, they're not, you know, you can have games that are in that design full, you know, like that, that are designed like, you know, I've, you can play games that you can easily see how they would have put that stuff in to get you to, to extend your play or to, to get you to buy something. But instead it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's the, the thing I think, you know, this is not a unique idea is like, Often there were mobile games where it's like, if I could just pay 40 bucks for this and just have it actually balanced, I'd feel a lo- lot better than getting it for free and then spending $40 in a way that makes me feel bad and gross and should make the developer feel gross for, for how they designed the game, even if that's what the like the market demands in order to exist there. Um and so there's, I mean, yeah, so it launched last Thursday with the launch of iOS 13, the new operating system update. Um, I loaded it in a day early with the beta so that I could mess around with some of the games um, during my uh, lengthy car ride. And I mean, the first thing is just like, there's a ton of games. Like, I, I think I put up a screenshot of me downloading everything I could, <laughs> which got my i my iPhone extremely warm. <laughs> oh, I fucking <laughs> like, bet. I'm, yeah. I'm inside and it's just sitting there charging and it was losing, like, it went from 100% to like 80% because it's just... Um, downloading, you know, I think it downloads a couple things at once and it just did that for like 90 minutes. Um, but there's just a huge spread of games, like stuff that runs the gamut of Cyan or Wild Hearts to um, a game I haven't played yet, but like the, you know, Capcom designed sort of like a underwater Metroidvania game. Oh, wow, I did not um, know that. To, uh, um, uh, you know, like Choo Choo Rocket Universe, like a, you know, a full game built around like the, the puzzle um, mode from Choo Choo Rocket. Um, to a game from a new game from Cappy called Grindstone, in which you are sort of like creating. Uh, it's sort of like a match three-ish type game where you're 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 you have like different colored enemies, and you're this big bulky warrior, and then you can you're trying to string together chains of these uh, of killing these enemies next to one another or or diagonally, and then if if you kill ten, it'll drop a crystal. And the crystal can then be used to switch colors for like your next move. So you can start chaining together these really long, elaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so like, yeah, I think that the long and short of it is I don't know what the, the future of Apple Arcade is, but there are, there are so many times that I've played, you know, had that experience of like playing games. Like I would like to play a balanced version of this that I paid real money for and just had that as part of it. And Apple Arcade, at least right now, like fulfills that promise, which like I played, I played five hours of Grindstone. Like wow. it's a terrific game. Like it is beautiful. It's got me like looking at like, okay, I guess I'm going to buy an iPad because I'd rather play this on a bigger screen and off, off my phone. <laughs> um, Damn. And, well, I don't want to buy an iPad Pro. Like, I, I mean, I'd like to, but I don't think I'll, <laughs> I, I don't think that'll expensive. pass the family budget. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's, I have heard like the iPad mini from last year is like a really nice style device that I could also, my daughter's iPad is about to kick the bucket. And so maybe there's one that her and I could use together, but um, it's a really nice service. What? Five bucks. The first month is free. 
Um, it'll be five bucks going forward. I don't know what the release schedule is going to be. I don't know how many more. Like, I don't how know. Many are I don't know now, if this will be right any now. good. How many is it? Is it like a hundred? Is that the number that let I've me, heard? Let me. I'll just let me count. Let me see. So okay. Well, if it's a hundred, you're not going to be racing. It's not a hundred. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's th- these are six that I pulled out that I'm like going to write about this week. Okay. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-eight, twenty-four. Oh. 35, Something just literally 30, released. 30, 31. What? 31, 32, 33, 34, I was looking 35, at this list. 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. Something 40, released 46. today. I bet. 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, Card, 54, 54. Card of Darkness. We're now closer to 100. Then. That's but already That game out. seems good. 57, yeah. 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64. 64. Four is what I 64. have done. And that doesn't include. What is, what is um, this? And I might. I think I might have missed a few. Uh, when I was, Card of like, Darkness is a new Zach Gage game, which is why I'm super excited about it. Uh, with uh, made in conjunction with uh, Choice Provisions, um, who did what's, what's what was that puzzle game that Zach made with them the last time? It was the space game. Um, oh right, that ooh. was uh, Tharsis. Was that was that? Tharsis, yeah, yeah. Yes. Zach Gage is, a, is yeah. an indie dev who you've probably heard of via Spell Tower, probably the biggest single success. Mm-hmm. From Zach, um, uh, but worked on worked on ridiculous fishing with Lambeer. Was the chess? Uh, the chess he made like real, a chess really game bad chess, really which is really good. Really bad chess. Mm-hmm. Type <laughs> shift, which is a great word game. Zach Zach does lots of like small uh, independent mobile games, cool. um, and is exactly the sort of developer who is emblematic of the sorts of developers that were part of this big launch lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is you know the the sort of like consumer journalist. Uh, a part of me wants to talk about it in those terms. Is this the best launch lineup of a service <laughs> slash console ever, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, it's Which, got it, Sonic it's a racing, stupid, so, uh... It's got Sonic Racing. <laughs> so there you go. But it's got a lot of, I mean, there are uh, like Grindstone, like, you know, point blank ass me right now. Like it's probably on my top 10 favorite games this year. Right. Like already, like it's just a tremendous joy to play. I'm like super anxious for them to add the Apple TV update so that I could, you know, the idea, like, I mean, part of the, the fun of like the service when it all comes together and everything is like th- not every game. I don't know if every game is going to be on every device, but I think a lot of games are going to be on a lot of devices. Mm. So there's like a world where it's like, all right, I got a minute in this you know meeting. I can play grindstone on my Mac while I'm in this meeting. Okay. I've got a couple minutes in the doctor's office. I can play it on my phone. All right. Well, I'm sitting down. I'm in, uh, you know, you know, this is the benefit of like you're in sort of their ecosystem mm-hmm. of devices where like all the stuff connects with save games. You can sit down on your big TV and, and you know, play it with the shitty, awful, disgusting remote that they made for the <laughs> Apple TV. I didn't even mess with this part yet, though, that a lot of these games fully support um, Xbox One and PS4 controllers, yeah, right. which is part of the update for iOS 13 in which a lot of the games just switch to straight up, you know, X, you know. X's? X's. X's? Are we calling it X? X, X, X right? Cross. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, okay. No, fuck that. Um, <laughs> uh, and it just shows up with the big, you know, icons that you normally get when you're playing like a Steam game and you plug in a controller. Um, what the golf is, whatever you think it is, it is not that. It is a game that <laughs> seems like you are going to pull back on the touch screen to like set up a swing meter uh-huh and you would hit like isometric balls. desert golf or something desert there's golfing. a desert golf section in this game but it is not okay that is not like okay so like uh, to give a i don't so much of the delight of what the golf is 
what it asks you to do in ways that you are not expecting. Yeah. But like, for example, um, there'll be sequences where like you're in a, a course and then you do three different things in that course. So like, let's say, I don't know if there's the exact cadence of, of one of them, but um, so you pull back and you hit the ball and you get into the hole. Cool. Love it. And then it puts you right back into that that level and it, you're, and it doesn't tell you what to do. You're just like, all right, I'll pull back and see what happens. And the golf club goes <laughs> and just starts flying yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I just watched 10 seconds an, of a 30 second trailer and was like, I can't watch anymore. This is spoiling yeah. these no, bits. You don't want to know. Gonna you don't want to know because it's an extremely funny game that everything I've read, uh, it, like, it only gets better and funnier and more interesting as it goes along. Um, it actually, in some ways, reminds me of Cyanar Wild Hearts because it's just like, Bit, bit, <laughs> yeah. bit, bit, bit. Um, and it's just extremely funny. And like, I can see uh, some of the joy of like a good mobile game that, you know, is working, you know, on a touch device is you can see how a controller would work, but it's like, it's like delightful when it's, this is the best way to play it, that it was, you know, like Grindstone is a game. I can see how you could do a mouse or a controller, but it feels best, operates best when you're just dragging your finger um alongside the the interface and so i mean the square game is bad the the uh, d- various day life yeah um, uh-huh just complete trash oh, um what um, damn but it's, whatever it's not you didn't spend five dollars it doesn't it. matter because all right cool delete there's 40 others like yeah. i paid five dollars right. for yeah i don't know right now like what the, the breakdown is but I do well, know how it works. Like, is this? I know the developers, the kind of developers that signed right, up. So this is my big question. I don't think they would have signed up unless they're being properly compensated. But I don't know what that means. Wasn't it the whole bit was like hours spent yeah. will equal that was some sort bit. of right, payout? So that ends there up are being also developers who I think are being funded by, like, Apple is like signing or like I don't know exactly how all the numbers work out. Like, if you choose the rosiest, most optimistic scenario of like cool, this will work out for everybody and it funds a bunch of like games that otherwise wouldn't exist or couldn't survive because they would have to inevitably think about microtransactions in order to get to a budget uh, that makes sense, then that's great. But I don't, Yeah. there's also a scenario where like, this is really cool for like a couple of months and then, you know, turns out that, oh, Getting shuffled in here, nobody's playing my game. Yep. I'm not making any money, and now I can't do microtransactions, and so the game dies on the vine. Right. So this is like the thing for me ends up being this this there's two there's a tension at play here, as almost always. On one hand, is the part of me who can see all of the ways this could go, go could go wrong. Uh and it's not just the thing that you just said, it is the thing you just said, where it's like, hey, there's so many games here that my game gets lost in the shuffle, and because what Apple has said is that part of the money that goes to developers is based on how long people play the games. Maybe my game doesn't stand out in, in a way. And that means that even though I poured my, my heart into this, you know, uh, and maybe with a small community, I could have found, got myself back up to, to, you know, breaking even here. I didn't, uh, because we just don't know what the trans, what the, we don't, we're not, there's no transparency in these deals. We don't yeah. know if there's guaranteed income. We don't know if there is some sort of flat rate. Some sort of, Something up front, wasn't yeah, it? but like who knows, right? Yeah. I, I want to. I I would love. And how long does be, that last? Right. Is, is that, that is that just like an Epic thing? Game Store yes. thing where it's like you pay ten million dollars for Borderlands Three or whatever right. they paid, and it's like they'll stop doing that once you have a enough subscriptions. 
But then I guess the thought would be like, well, you won't need as much of the upgrade. Like, <laughs> right. We just so don't, we don't know. know. The second thing we don't know is what does this end up doing to the game designs for games that go to Apple Arcade? In the mm-hmm. same way that designers say, oh, hey, microtransactions are hot right now. How can we build a cool game based around microtransactions? Because that is happening. Like it is a reality of people who are working in the space thinking about good ways to make good games that still are funded by microtransactions. How does it become? How do we make a good game that keeps people playing for a long time versus something that people sit down and play through in an hour or two mm-hmm. and then they're done? Or does Apple work out deals with those people? Again, we don't know because of the transparency. But what's that end up looking like for the long term? Uh, uh, the long-term uh, vision of what game design looks like in the mobile space if more markets like this end up being the way that people play their games. Uh, another one ends up being like, what does this end up doing to uh, developers who don't want to go into Apple Arcade? Right. Do they get worse promotion in the Apple game section? Do they get, right. like, what's that look like? Uh, we already know, for instance, that Apple stopped doing affiliate links, which is how sites like Touch Arcade used to cover games and or used to used to support the fact that they were covering games is they used affiliate links where you could click a link on the the review of a game and that would take you to the page and then they would get a cut of whatever that purchase was. I don't like affiliate links in a, in a personal sense. I don't really like working with affiliate stuff because I know that for me, I would fear that it would bias me towards covering only stuff that I like because that would be, if I had to review a game that I didn't like and I had to review a game that I thought I would like and I could only have time for one right. of those, I would choose the one that I would like because I could put an affiliate link at it and then link it out and maybe make money on that. I don't trust that I wouldn't fall into that trap. I, I'm not saying that what I would do is give good good reviews to bad games, but I think that in the, that first step of like choice bias of like mm-hmm. where what would I prioritize, I can't imagine a world in which that doesn't start to infect you a little bit. Yeah. So I don't like affiliate links, but we do know that Apple shut down that system for sites like Touch Arcade, who had been around and been champions of the mobile game scene for years and for a decade. Um, and they're now struggling to, to find other ways of making income. And now with Apple Arcade, you understand like, oh, they're shutting down affiliate links partially because their entire vision of what mobile games look like on their platforms is shifting from individual purchases to the subscription model. So like here are all – there's just all these ways where if this is super successful, we don't know what the knock-on effects look like yet. And so there's that. And then against that, the tension against that is the team that made uh, Mini Metro, one of my favorite mobile games, uh, put out a sequel to Mini Metro on this thing in which you're designing like highways inside of a city. And this is the only way for me to play this game. And I want to play that game. And so I'm probably going to get Apple Arcade and play that game. Uh, At least for now, that's also the thing that is not right, um, right, right. super clear. Right? So you have a game like What the Golf, which was announced prior to Apple Arcade. Right. It's like, okay, so that's going to come to Switch and probably come to other things. But will that be the – how many of these are truly exclusive? Is it exclusive in the console exclusive sense where it's like, okay, it just doesn't appear on Android, but, like, it can show up other places? Right. Does it last for six months? Like, there also that stuff, like, we, we don't know where, like, all of that lands. Um, like, that's a pure value proposition thing of just, like, cold-hearted, like, it's free. It's also five – like, it's only $5. Like, there's – there, there's more than enough to justify certainly the, the, the free month, but also I, I can imagine myself, uh, I mean, maybe I'll stay subscribed because that's just what I'll need to do for, for work and it'll just make sense. But, you know, the way I treat, like I only subscribe to Netflix and then Amazon Prime Video just because we have Amazon Prime to save money on shipping things. But 
like I don't subscribe to like a bunch of other services. Like if I want to watch Handmaid's Tale, like I just sign up for a month. Yeah, watch and we just it, watch and the show and then we cancel it. Like it's just so easy to get to suddenly start paying as much as I was paying for cable <sighs> by signing up for a thousand services and letting them lapse, which is that's, you know, that is the secret behind these services. They want you to sign up for them and forget they're on your credit card yeah. statement because they're only five dollars. Um, but I can imagine like even if I was canceling it, it's like, OK, well, I've got it for a month now. Like I'll see what else is here. And again, I don't know whether that works out for the logistics, but like that's a really appealing pitch of like, well, God, one of my favorite designers put something up Great. here. Maybe I'll, I'll grab five other ones and I'll screw around this for a month. And then, you know, maybe you stick around for for longer than that because the 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 uh, the bar of quality right now on there like is extremely high. Like some of the games on here like are going to be on like probably on my like favorite games of the year. And they're partnering with like the right kinds of people where I'm like, right, okay, right. All right. The other, let's go. The other thing here um, that is or like, yeah, to, to that point, the other one that I really want to play that's on there now is Overland, which is a game that I was following for years. Right. Uh, the thing I do want to also say is that or at least say that like put into the consciousness is uh, it is interesting to, it's like, this is not me dragging a certain style of indie game. This is not me saying like, this this aesthetic overlap should be dismissed, but there is a there is a certain like prestige indie vibe that comes from a lot of these games. Not all sixty four, presumably, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I think of Overland, when I look at Card of Darkness, which has like Pendleton Ward art in this thing, Adventure Time Pendleton mm-hmm. Ward. Mm-hmm. When I think of Grindstone, uh, when I think of uh, Exit the Gungeon, like a lot of these things fit in this particular like. XBLA volume two, like indie game, the, oh, the yeah. movie casts this web of like, oh, this is what indie games look and feel like, right. which is a very sort of like market friendly, quirky or striking in this particular like school of design way that is games are broader than than that. Yeah. Um, and I hope that over time, Apple Arcade reflects the breadth of that and doesn't feel like an Apple commercial. Do you know what I mean? There is something about, like, I love Mini Metro. When I look at Mini Motorways, its sequel, it looks dope. I can't wait to play it. But part of that aesthetic is that it is in line with a 2013 Apple iPod commercial or whatever, 2007 Apple iPod commercial, in terms of the way it has been, like, so carefully tuned for, like, upper middle class, you know, America is, you know... tuned to a very particular aesthetic sense that feels like, ah, this is what quality looks like. And I hope that there ends up being a, a, a bigger breadth of, of experiences in Apple Arcade in the long run. Um, I, you know, may, maybe, but I feel like, no, that, it's I, right. I, you know, I, I, you know, the term, like the fact that it's called arcade, mm. I think there's also a world in which it's just, these are the types of games that show up here yeah. because they, you know, maybe cl- closely match the kind of time that people spend on these devices. Um, and that b- maybe it actually doesn't make a lot of sense for Apple to to chase like a big, you know, 12 hour story ad- adventure game. And actually, it's just that, um, you know, they, I think, you know, a lot of the, you know, if this is just picking up like a certain version of the App Store and like game design aesthetic that went away as a result of like shifts in the economics of how, you make money on, on mobile games. And this is just sort of like reviving that and just like putting it here. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the fate of Apple arcade, which is not the worst fate, but you're right that it doesn't like necessarily 
represent that whole breadth of like what games are capable of and what we see, you know, uh, on, on other storefronts. Um, but like, I don't, like, I don't know that like you're going to see itchy. You know what I mean? I just don't yeah. know that like, that's yeah. what they're, I don't know what their curation is going to be going forward. Like it does make, like, I will say I was discouraged. I don't know how they put together like their events and like what gets picked, but like, I remember my response from their event where they announced the pricing and showed a couple of games on stage a couple of weeks back. Uh, it's like f- Frogger, like the Frogger update yeah. mm-hmm. is what you're leading with right. to sell like people on this. And that gave me like a, just a bad feeling on my stomach. I was like, if that's like what it's like, oh, video games like Frogger. It's like <laughs> if that if that's like the curation that's going to happen, then I was like, well, then maybe I'm not interested in this at all. And then, of course. The moment that the event finishes and they put a press release with like a whole stack of like far more interesting, including like, oh, Square Enix is making like a, a, like a fantasy RPG. I was like, OK, like I would have that game seems like trash, but like I would have <laughs> led with that. Right. It, 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 that imbues a certain love like um, of like, oh, these are the types of games we're going for. Whereas Frogger indicates like something, it may be a fine Frogger game, but it like suggests something very shallow and really in line with just art quote, literal arcade aesthetic. Um, and I don't, you know, I can't, I still need, you know, even though I've probably played eight to 10 hours of these games, I've, I've barely scratched the surface and I'm doing a lot of like going on Reddit, going on, you know, message board threads to be like, all right, what else are other people playing? Like there was a puzzle game that um, I at least want to shout out because it seemed really interesting, but I didn't get to spend a ton of time with it. Um, oh, Possessions is a really good one. It's where you're like, I like games where you're like, you're tilting the camera to like line things up in specific ways. Like I just, that's like a really satisfying gameplay mechanic. And that's a really good one that I was playing with last night. Um, where is. I'll note really quick. I just looked it up. Apple is saying one tangle tower, tangle tower. Okay. Tangle tower is a adventure game, a point and click adventure game in which you're going around these really gorgeous and like really funny writing and voice acting. You're investigating these murders and then, like, I think what it seems like the main sort of mechanic is that once you study oh. the room, it brings up these word puzzles. So, like, oh. it has, like, let's say six different objects. And then it's uh, then below you have two blank spaces. And so you can drag the objects in there. And so you're like, sort of, like, creating statements that are a comment cool. on the the, 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 the so scene like in front scene, of you. Yeah, like the, it's like for, yeah. for, for example, like, the, the one I was playing with last night was, like, uh, um, something along the lines of, like, uh, like paintbrush has blood because like uh painting was stolen. Like that wasn't the thing, but like that you're playing with these different phrases and words to add up to an observation about the room in front of you. And I've been reading that like, it's like incredibly clever and like super fun and satisfying. Um, But again, that speaks to just like, ah, it's just in that dump, which I, I don't know how that's going to play. And I feel like, especially in this first wave, you're going to, a lot of stuff's going to get lost in, in the wash, but like without that makes it like really interesting as someone who's like wants to dive in and play stuff. I don't know how that works for like the marketplace and the, the economics of, of these games, but it is kind of cool that like you can immediately be like, ah, there were already sort of like diamonds in the rough and this has been right. You know, less than a week. That is a game from SFB who made snipper clips. Uh, I like these. This is the thing. Oh, right. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the, uh, the uh, Apple site for this says 100 games through the fall. So presumably by the end of the fall, they will That's have a lot of games. games. I'm definitely going to pick it up, uh, you know, and, and, and subscribe at least for a couple of months just to see. 
Yeah. I've definitely been in a weird place with mobile games lately. And there has been I haven't played one. I I, I like it made me realize yeah. how I have not touched one since like I never got into like Clash Royale and you know stuff like that. And I just I every time I try a game, I'd be like, this seems kind of interesting. And then just the the money stuff weirded me out and I didn't want to put in the time. And I, part of this is like not having a commute. And then also the switch came along the yeah. switch. Like yeah. what happened was the games changed to an economy that frustrated me. And then the switch came along and gave me exactly more, more of what I actually wanted, which was like, I want to be able to play fun, interesting, enjoyable games with something that's just nearby. And it's very convenient. And the switch doesn't fit in my pocket, but it, it gave me closer to the games I wanted to play. Right. And so this comes along in an interesting time where it's like the Switch has kind of gave me what like I was the, the the like mobile games were scratching at to some degree. Um but the Switch gives me like Breath of the <laughs> the fucking Wild. Right. Um <laughs> No offense like, to so what Ocean is that? Horn what, what is, 2 which is very clearly a Zelda themed yeah. or Zelda inspired game right. on Apple Arcade, but and maybe it, and maybe it's fine, right? right? But it's right. just like I guess for me specifically is like as someone that owns a switch, yeah. loves my switch, like where does this fit in there? Because I don't want the Zelda knockoff, which may be a totally fine Zelda inspired game, yeah. but it's like, I've got Link's Awakening right there and I can play it. So what am I looking for here? And like, what are the, you know, where does that fall in terms of the spectrum? I, I don't know. I, I stepped on your point there, but I, I don't know if like you fell into the same sort of, no, that's exactly uh, the thing. It was like there was a time when I think about the early 2010s uh, through like the I, like through 2016, you know, somewhere in there, 2015, 2016, where like every yeah. season there was a game that dominated my phone yep. time on my commute. A threes, a or threes, something. a desert golfing, um, yep. you know, something in that space, right? Like, th- these go back, you know, forever. Right? There was just, or, you know, s- since there were apps, there was a game that I was like, this is the thing that I'm going to play. Uh, a lot of a lot of Michael Bros stuff, uh, which I love. These little mm-hmm. like micro roguelike experiment things. You know, I'd say maybe through when Reigns came out, which is right when I started here. So like 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the last few years, just nothing has grabbed me. Again, I, I would dip into some stuff. I like Mini Metro. But nothing was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I like Meteor Fall. I talked about Meteor, Meteor Fall last, last week. Yeah. But, like, nothing really grabbed me the way Hoplite grabbed me or the way some, some of the stuff in the, in the early 2010s. And part of that was that I think, a, one, a lot of people who I know who played mobile games ended up doing the thing that happened in um, – you know, PC and console games was like, this is my one game. Like, I know people who just play Dots. I know people who just play Grand Blue Fantasy or just play mm-hmm. Fate Go. And, like, shout outs to those people. I don't have the commitment. I don't have it in my heart. I've tried, like, <laughs> I, I've been playing the Gundam Gunplot yeah. game. Yeah. Like, that game isn't good enough for me to want. I, I no. love getting Gundam parts. I actually yep. made really cool builds in that game, <laughs> but I can't even keep up with it. Even Same. though I have not had, I've not hit a wall in that game where, like, oh, I want to spend money on it. Like, it has been a... Totally, you know, smooth experience for me. Yeah. And yet it's like, ah, it's not, it doesn't, I, I don't have that ability to hitch myself to a, to a single game like that um, for long periods of time. The Fire Emblem. I, right. I, I, I thought that was like, a to, like the mechanically, I, okay, that, a totally I, fine interpretation. I put a, I did. put money into that game in a way that was embarrassing. Well, no, but, it, but, but I, but, uh, but <laughs> yes. I fell off it so quickly where I was like, oh, I got like, you know, like four or five hours into it was just like, ah, I just, can you just? I think we said this at the time. I was like, can you just port Fire Emblem to iOS? Yeah, like you good. made a good yeah, interface for it, but like <laughs> just put Awakening on here and like call it a day. Yeah, I'll Thanks. play that game. Again. Um, um, no, totally. There was a degree of that for sure, which is like 
which is part of why there is an optimistic version of my what is the knock-on effect of something like Apple Arcade where like, well, if I, I outlined all the things that I think are negative about this or that, that could be negative about this. And again, the chief one for me is I don't know what this looks like for developers and how they get paid yeah. and whether or not they go deeper into debt and blah, blah, blah. I would love for that not to be the case. If you're a developer who's working with Apple Arcade and you're having a good experience, please reach out to us. Let us know. We would love some transparency on this because Apple certainly hasn't been, been forthcoming in that regard. Um, the the more positive version of that stuff is like, well, is there a world in which uh, something like uh, Fire Emblem Heroes it can exist in this platform where instead of it being I'm going to play it for five to ten hours, it's probably for me more like ten to fifteen hours, um, and then feel like like no resolution when I'm done, feel like I'm just kind of like, and then I'm I'm done with it. Instead, it's a ten to fifteen hour game that I finish, and I go, wow, I beat Fire Emblem Heroes this year as part of Apple Arcade, and it ends up feeling like a nice, you know, resolved experience that I had, because right. it doesn't have to be an open-ended game design where they know most players will play for 10 hours. Maybe they put a couple bucks in at hour 10, and they stop by hour 15, but hopefully some of them stay on for 200 hours and continue to put money into the ecosystem and blah, 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 and instead are designing 10 to 15 hour games. That's a that's a potential outcome to the, for this too, that that's, would be that great. Makes me want like hmm but i don't if know nintendo if nintendo has seemed like they every time they put out a game and the way they talk about mobile games they seem like in some ways like legitimately distressed over like what to do yeah. because they do seem like a company that recognizes well this is what the marketplace dictates so how do we make our games yeah. fit in Not there games. but also they they seem to like and you know i'm not saying like nintendo's not a place that like doesn't want to make money. Like, I'm not trying to say they're like, you know, uh, uh, completely different than any other corporation in that regard, but the way their game specifically seems like they, they're having difficulty adapting them in, in a, in a certain way. So I would wonder like maybe an early sign that Apple arcade makes sense on a, like, fi- like financial ground, even for, you know, a bigger company like Nintendo is like, if like that one of their games premiered there rather like where they say, actually we're going to forego, the microtransaction route and we're going to build a game that's more along like player investment and we'll make our money there. Like that would be really interesting to see because you're essentially cutting yourself off from a certain type of revenue by entering into that marketplace. But maybe it ends up working out. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to charge up my iPad, which I have not used in too long and Mm. download (laughs) a bunch of these this week. So when when is it coming to Mac OS, I forget because it is right. That's yeah, part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, later this month. So or no, uh, Mac OS is October. Okay, cool. TV OS is uh uh in a week or two, and it's on iPhone and iPad. Okay, uh, now I would say like, the games I've played that I've liked without getting into. So I say Grindstone, What the Golf, yeah. uh, Pinball Wizard, cool, um, uh, Bleak Sword. Uh, Good name. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. what is this patterned? What's the yeah, those are the games I've I've really spent. Grindstone's the one Check I spent out the Hot most. Lava. I didn't. Not that's yet. A clay joint. I, I right? didn't like. Joint. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was like. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like Rayman Mini. Um, that didn't do anything. Neo Cab uh, is on here. Me. I want to play uh, Neo yeah. Cab real bad. 
Mutazione that Which is like, on, it's going to be on everything else, right? It is. That's the thing. It's like some of these are just going to be multiple places, right? Like I'm probably not going to start playing Mutazione on my phone once I already have a PC save. Right. Um, uh, and some right. of these, like, I don't know that I want to play Manifold Garden on a phone or an iPad. I kind of want to play that at a computer. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's out yet. I'm just looking at a list of things that are coming to the, to the, to the platform. Um, uh, does it, uh, I think those are the ones I spent the, the, the most, you know, it's like Frogger is like, eh, you know, it's sure. fine. Choo Choo Rocket is also fine. It's like, very, I, I like Choo Choo Rocket. I think I like Choo Choo Rocket. I liked it more when I wanted a new Choo Choo <laughs> Rocket game than, than actually getting a new one, which is not even <laughs> just like, I think Choo Choo Rocket universe is to- like, it's, it's totally fine. Like it's the, it's the puzzle mode of, of that game. But you know, I think. You played the puzzle mode when you weren't playing the the multiplayer mode because yeah. the multiplayer is like sort of what what really defined that. So yeah, if people have other recommendations, I'd be excited to hear them as I try and dig through. I mean, I think this week I'm going to try and do short write ups of like five different games with a specific lens of like games that I otherwise would pass on despite seeming interesting mm-hmm. because I don't want to deal with the monetization mechanics, and then write up something on Friday that's sort of like a a broader look at the the service. So. Uh, yeah, I will yeah. take recommendations if you like. Like, I don't know that I'm going to play on here Overland because I think I'd rather play that on that's my exactly Switch. That's for me. And so, like, yeah. so there are going to be games that are on multiple devices, and that's cool. That's great. Um, but I'm specifically like interested in games that are like either exclusive or like riff on, you know, what normally would have been, you know, a mobile game that you get turned off of or disappeared from the service because. Um, it didn't make sense anymore. So yeah, Apple Arcade tentative, tentative thumbs up with like some asterisks. Yeah. But um, I can't. As always, this is one of those be- things. It's a lot better than I expected. Right. A lot better than I expected. Anyway, it's one of those things where like imagine being 16 and having a phone and being like, yeah. Mom, can I get? Can I have your credit card information? Real? Can you put your credit card information into this phone? It's going to give me a hundred games to play for five dollars a month. And she'd be like, "Are you sure?" And I'd be like, he, I printed out the story on the New York Times. It says it's real. <laughs> and then she'd be <laughs> like, all right. Real. And then would do it. And that would make me super happy. Like being a kid with this right now or being in college with this right now. Like that is the, the, I, I, if I'm over, if I'm, if oh, I'm emphasizing what? my questions and those asterisks that go on the end of this, it's only because I know that as a 20 year old, this would have been the coolest fucking thing in the world for me. And I, want to make sure to introduce some 34-year-old skepticism to the 20-year-old who is like, yo, $5 a month gets me all these games? Yeah, I'm in. Period. The end. The end. The end. Also, as a as a, as a, as a parent, I can imagine uh, the idea that you can just, I think it's like, I think the $5 is also family sharing That's as good. well. That's I don't think you're charging yeah. more for it to work across multiple devices um, and accounts. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the same. Because for, I don't, you know, how many... T- the TV oh, stuff too. Subscriptions yeah. on iOS, right? Mm. So uh, it's just like another yeah. one of those subscriptions in that model. Yeah. Um, but specifically, you know, how many times, you know, have, have I talked to parents who get annoyed hearing from their kids? It's like, all right, they like this game, and now what am I gonna? I, I, okay, pay five bucks for the gems or right. whatever. It's like if you could just turn all that stuff off and just be like, look, you can, all the games, download whatever you want, play them as long as you want. Yeah. You're fine. Like I don't, I'm fact, not going to hear from pay, you again. Play over them this. more because we've said the developers right. get paid more. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I, but I just mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. to have that headache yes, just like completely gone and like removed as like a pain point. Um, I could see that being like really attractive 
Um, like Jessica's too young for, for she'll watch me kind of futz around with games, but you know, she's like another year out from, from that stuff. But I could see like when hitting that point being like, absolutely $5, like I'm saving money by not having to like negotiate with them over, you know, the one game that they get into. Totally. Totally. Well, we'll keep checking in on this thing. Uh, anything else this week? I I just a real quick shout out. Kato, you put a story up on the site on Friday that was, uh, kind of like a, a quick Q and A about getting back into destiny. Yeah. Uh, so people should check that out. Um, I made the transfer. All my characters are now, I did like the combine all my accounts thing. I lost a thousand silver in the process. Oh, love love to see it. Great. Love to lose that. Wait, how? Because it was on my PC account. Oh, you had a PC account. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, right, I had a PC right, account right. that had a thousand silver. Yeah. And I moved my PlayStation characters, who are like my primary characters, right, right. to become my universal ones. Right. And they, I guess they just couldn't figure out how to universalize that silver. Damn. <laughs> Weird. Um, whatever. I, I'm happy to have that all in one place. Yeah. But now I'm in the tricky position of like, I have it installed in my Blizzard launcher, but it's coming to Steam in yeah. a week. Mm-hmm. And you told me, and it comes up in this piece that you wrote, Tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm misunderstanding this, uh-huh. that if I start any of the expansion content from previous expansions uh-huh. and don't finish that expansion's campaign, uh-huh. it will be erased. That progress yeah, will be yeah, zeroed yeah. out when <laughs> the expansion hits? Yep. Or is that, does that get zeroed out on the first? When's that get on the zero- first. Which on is the, the same. Is that when the expansion hits? Uh, yeah. The first? Yeah. Okay. Everything happens on the first. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if... For some reason, <sighs> you're playing through old campaigns. Which I will, because we've had this conversation. Yeah, we did. I'm broken. <laughs> uh, but that includes base game, uh, Warmind, Curse of Osiris, basically just the, uh, and Forsaken. Uh-huh. Um, because those are the only ones that have real, like, campaign missions anyways. Like, the other ones were- Wait, uh, what are the, what, go over them again real quick? Uh, base game. Yeah. Curse of Osiris. Right. Which Warmind. is where I'm at. I only got, I don't, didn't even start Curse of Osiris. I got through the base game and that oh, was buddy. it. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and Forsaken. Uh, all of those campaigns, uh, I don't know why, but- on the first, if you're halfway through that camp, uh, uh, one of those campaigns, it just resets to zero. To zero. Progress, right. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand. Other than that, though, it seems like yeah. Uh, do, you have, do you have any other stuff you want to call out about that transition or about that um, switch over? Uh, a quick thing, if you're on, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it's. Um, no, I mean, I guess only if you you probably only care about this if you're playing uh, uh if you're planning on raiding in that first week, which is me and not very many other people probably. Yeah, I'm sure but, lots of people care about it. Sure. it. I don't know how many listen to Waypoint Radio, but like, yeah, I'm, I mean, we have a very healthy there's Destiny oh, yeah, we clans. Do they're what's great. happening with the clans? Are, are they joining now that there's what cross save? No, no, there's like um, there's just like we're we're full on the ones that are there, gotcha. and the next one that we're gonna open is just gonna be cross. Cool, because people can. A lot of people are like, yeah, well, I'm gonna probably, I'm gonna be one of those people that definitely plays on multiple uh, platforms. Platforms, still? Yeah, yeah, um, which is great, but I'm also probably gonna end up spending a bunch of money. Well, because you have to buy the expansions on yeah. both platforms, right? Yeah, well, you don't have to. But right? if you wanted to multi, there isn't, if you wanted to play with people on PS4 yeah, yeah, and yeah. also want to play with people on PC, yeah. you would have to buy it twice. I can do, I could I could play with people, I could play certain things with yes. people. You could right? play multiplayer, multiplayer or previous content that you already own. Um, Or even new, like new content, it's just like 
there's only two like a few specific areas right the strikes the multiplayer right. like pvp stuff um but you can't do any of the campaign or the raid or which is the stuff i'm really interested in anyways but um if for some reason you're trying to get you know we still don't know a lot about how uh leveling will work in uh this right. this new expansion but it's, it's pretty safe to say that Forsaken's raid will still come into effect. Okay. It usually it gives you powerful rewards. You can't on PC. Forsaken will be the because of the transfer from Bungie to Steam, something about specifically the license for Forsaken mm-hmm. uh is going to take long enough that like it won't be available for the the first day or two. Like so you can't access huh. that raid or anything. Which is weird, but that is weird. Uh, but after that, it'll be available. After that, it'll right. it'll, it'll come over. Yeah. But like, there's like a bunch of yeah, little small things like that that are just like gonna be annoying. But like, once that first week is done, like everything will be good. Everyone will have everything will have swapped over. Um, yeah, cool. I I feel like if you're if you're interested in this game, the, the the way that this new new expansion is gonna work out, you're probably just safe safest waiting to play it on the first. It's not that far away. Uh there the way that the seasons work now are like much more um what's a I, what's the word I'm looking for? Like time not time based, but uh there's actually an ongoing component, right? Like it isn't yeah. just a thing where it's like, here are the four content drops over the course of the next four months. Right. It's much more like there's a weekly event or yeah. stuff like popping off all the time. And like the seasons, like they, there there are things that happen in a season that will go away once that season's over. Right, right. So it's right. more more like... Um, more like live content than... Right. Yeah. And cool. and 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 it'll be... Uh, it's it's piecemeal going forward, so like you don't need to buy everything like before. You used to have all, need to have all the DLC in order to get the newest DLC. Gotcha. So if you want to skip a thing, you can just straight you can up. Just like skip this a is thing. basically a PvP or raid raid content. Yeah, I'm not. I don't need it. Peace. Yeah, yeah. And gotcha. you can still play like the the free version, which is pretty meaty. Nice. Um. Yeah, I'm curious to see if this sparks some new life into it. I'm definitely gonna do my best to. Yeah, I'm really to... curious about the way that leveling is going to work out, especially because the the raid happens on the Saturday after it drops. Okay. Um, which is not a lot of time. Do you have time to stream it, do you think? I'm going to try my right. best. <laughs> the The issue being that getting getting into the right uh, light level by Saturday is the big question. Right. Uh, they're saying that they're taking away some of those sources because like right now if you go into the game there's like 10 million things you can do to get power which is on one side great like you can do anything to just like level up you're not grinding the same one thing or four things over and over right but on the other hand it's also the i i personally have this problem a lot it's just like choice paralysis like shit what which one do i do is there an efficient way? And then I end up spending more time trying to figure out if there's an ef- the the most efficient path through every single one of these things uh, than actually playing the game. Uh, but they said that they're that's all changing in a way where I am worried about hitting that power level 
by the time it's raid time. So we'll see. Good luck. Thanks. Uh, we will, we'll hope. be able to talk about that game in a week also. Yeah. It is the end of is September it, wait, already. What day is it? Is that it's, literally a week? It is the 23rd today. Jesus 30 Christ. days has September. So uh, eight days from now, Kato, you will be a guardian again. I am, I am a Finally. guardian. Finally. I'm getting my exotics. There's a lot of exotics that came out that I didn't pick up. So you're like going through and I'm trying getting to last. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck on your journey. <laughs> we all have journeys to make. My next journey is to get lunch because we've been podcasting for quite yeah. some time. Uh, oh, thank Google, you for listening just to us. A, Google just announced a play pass for uh, Stadia. Uh, for no, for uh, for like Google Play. So. Uh, so they're Google doing Play Pass, which is Android users huh. access to more than huh. 350 games and apps for five dollars a month. Google's, <laughs> this is from this is uh this is from MacRumors.com. I'm just reading their article. I want to just make sure I, <laughs> as yeah, I yeah, yeah. just rip uh-huh. their lines. Uh, Google's version like Apple Arcade provides games to customers without in-app purchases and without ads. There's a family sharing option and a Play Pass subscription for five family members. Google service is not limited to just games and includes titles that oh. are already released, such as Stardew Valley, Terraria, Monument Family, Night to the Old Public, FaceTune, and AccuWeather. Google's offerings Can't are also fucking wait to check the weather. Uh, which is one of the key features of Apple Arcade. With Apple Arcade, all the titles are only on the App Store when it comes to mobile devices, but some are developed on release for console. Apple Arcade is also limited to new content and doesn't include popular old uh, apps. Uh, according to The Verge, Google plans to play developers through user engagement with apps, though it's not entirely clear what that means at this time. Google said that it's more than just screen time or number of app opens per week. That's really some fuzzy We've ass math, which is probably to similar to Apple's oh. uh, like, stuff here. My question ends don't. up being, how fuzzy is it for developers? Right. Because there's a world in which you're a developer, you have an engagement score with each, oh, my engagement score is 3.8 this month. Or I is wonder it if there's like a, I right. wonder if there's a floor, right? Like, like the, you can imagine a world where it's like, look, like we project you will make more money. Because um, also this is what Epic does, right? Like Epic, like, knowing that they have like they pay up front but also are saying like you'll make a bunch of money you know on the back end like you know like that's the reason that was it ooblets like developers mm-hmm. where they're like they hey the money we're getting up front from epic is more than what we projected to make if we launched on steam and so we're already in the clear like i wonder if there's a world where the stuff way this stuff works is like we project you will make x amount of money but if you don't we, like we will kick in why to have made it worthwhile. Right. Cause then that's, that's like a different proposition, right? Like it's like, okay, we can budget against this. We're good. And that they're saying we'll make more on top of that. Um, which is a different world than just like you launch your game. No one plays it. You get no user engagement and it was all for naught. So I wonder if there's on both services, some sort of floor where they, kick in X amount of money, but then there's there's more that happens as there's it goes potential on. potential for XYZ. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Right. Again, I think eventually the people involved will start talking openly about what these deals look like and what that money looks like. Um, or they'll stop working with them, right? Yep. Like like the yep. real question is, you know, what happens in wave two? It's like, oh, what is, what is Samogo? What is, you know, Zach yeah. Gage? What, do, they, do they not release an Apple Arcade with whatever their follow-ups are? Totally. Yeah. We'll see. So. Very funny that we could not get 45 minutes away from our conversation before <laughs> Sorry. this happened. No, 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 no. It's it's not unless you work at Google, it's not your fault. Unless you I will say Patrick did get up from his chair huh. 
And then when he came back, it was like, oh, breaking news, guys. I, maybe he went to the other room. <laughs> yeah, just hit a Google button. HQ, just hit a big, hit a big red button. <laughs> deploy the Google Arcade, whatever the fuck it was. What was it called? Google, Google Place? Play, Play, Google Play. Play Pass. Play Pass. Play Pass. Sure. Yeah. Play Pass. Sure. Play Pass. Uh, well, on that note, before any other news breaks... I'm going to go to lunch. Thank you for listening to us. As always, you can send questions to gamingadvice.com. We should do a big question bucket uh, episode soon because we got a lot piling up. Uh, well, there'll be a lot of news this week, too. Um, there's yes. a state of play happening with uh, Sony tomorrow. There are pretty credible rumors that there'll be a new Batman game. The Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. is going to be shown uh, yeah. for the first time, or they're having a, an event. Maybe we should do that this week. Maybe uh, we should do a news plus question bucket thing for Friday. Yeah. yeah. Keep, yeah. It, keep it focused on game stuff this week. We'll see. Cube uh, World. Someone go play Cube World. I'm it. Uh, can I tell you the truth? Huh. I may have uh-huh. opened it up like at the very beginning of this podcast. I'm like, can I can I sneak in some Cube World? <laughs> and I was like, no. Be resp- you're the host of the podcast. Close that fucking game. <laughs> um, I have. I did look at the the forms and people are upset because they changed the progression mechanics in that game oh. to be gear based instead of be level based. See, Shadows in. Oh, hell. we'll see. I have to tell. Well, I'm going to take a look at it today, and uh, <laughs> I'll probably write some stuff about that game in general in the next week, week or two. We'll see. Uh as always, you can find uh, me on Surge Two comes out this week. Yeah, dude, we're it's busy. What? We're in the games. We're in them. Shit. Inside the games, the games got, are all around us. I got Damon X Machina. Why? I don't know. When are you going to have time? I don't oh, know. I got the Damon X Machina controller. Oh, so I got the, like, it? Uh, you know what I played the most with it? Huh. Untitled Goose Game. I didn't put it in the review, Great. but I did mention that I like <laughs> controlling the goose in the same way I like controlling an unwieldy mech. Um, and it's extra funny because I was playing that whole, like most of that game with the Damon X Machina controller, which for people who don't know is like a pro controller cut in two that you slide on the ends of the switch. It feels good. Like it's a big, it's a big meaty controller. It's a little more, it's a little lighter than I would like. I would like it to feel a little heavier, mm. but with the switches heft. Yeah. It's solid. There's back pedals or paddles on like the oh. back of the thing so yeah. that, and you can map that to any button. Nice. That's cool. So like I mapped those when playing Damon X Machina with it to the L, LB and RB basically or whatever those are called on Switch. I think uh, those are just L and R. Are they L and R? Yeah, L and R. Yeah. Because then the triggers are L, L, Z, ZL and ZR. Sure. Yeah. So the L and R, I never, the never remember. Never remember. Every time yeah, I go through me, a tutorial, it's like, whoops, yeah. hit the wrong one. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, those that controller is cool. That's, nice. that's what I'll say. I don't know if it's worth the money necessarily, but I, it, it looks very goofy on my desk because <laughs> I leave them in while it's in the dock and it's just like two giant half controllers yeah. coming off the sides of the yeah. Switch. Um, but it's been very fun to play on a couch or in my bed or whatever with nice. with uh, th- those new controllers. Anyway, gamingadvice.com is the email address. Find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Find everything Waypoint does, waypoint.advice.com, twitter.com slash waypoint. Uh, Kato, where can people find you online? Uh, fucking playing a strike in the Dreaming City. So okay, I can get A the... underscore Kato underscore <laughs> Pierce. Patrick Klepek, how about you? At Patrick Klepek. Uh, as always, shouts to Bowen for the song Miss You, for links use the song Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. We'll be back later this week with more from Waypoint Radio. Is my daughter going to start making Mario Maker levels <gasps> to torment me in the future? <laughs> I hadn't thought about this. Yes! Jessica. Is, is, Jessica. Is, Jessica. Is, is, Jessica. Is this, is this Jess just <laughs> like... A future, like, am I in a yeah. like a, time tra- a sci-fi movie? But then, did yeah. you send the letter on her behalf from the future? I think so. 
I think so. Who, you know what? Interstellar up in here. Yeah, it would be very you to do that. (laughs) To be like, oh, I'm going to fucking torture. Well, or is this a situation where you're like, well, I know, I hate that I'm doing this to myself, but I know what happened. So to keep the time continuum right, Right. I have to send this time travel letter back in time, (laughs) this postcard with Jess's letter. Future Patrick is like, this will be good for your subs. Like, (laughs) you're good. There's going to be a good clip in here. (laughs) Go check that out over on Patrick's Twitch and YouTube channels. Uh, I'm very excited to catch up on those. God. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for us uh, until later this week. Finish control. We all have a lot of things to do, and so we're going to go do them. And I'm going to start by eating lunch. Bye. Peace. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. I spent half of real money on my, on this, I, my, I had a nice shirt for my mom, and then it, uh, the back broke. It just Ooh. kept like going back. Yeah. Uh. So then I did church. Uh, then I did chair research and chairs like mattresses. <laughs> you so think I think it's get. a similar situation. Yes. Yeah. Well, one, you can spend as much as you want. And yes, two, you should spend more than what you want to spend, which is what I've always done in the past. It's like, cool. Office max, $69. Like, let's go. Um, and then, so this one, I, I looked, I liked a wire cutter as I do for basically everything. And it was like, your three options were like, <laughs> Here's a cheaper one. Don't do this. This is bad for you. (laughs) But this is is like, this is, you know, we like, if you got to do it, okay, here's the best one. And then it was like 250. And then it was like, like $1,200. And I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. Like, I know I should, but like, I just don't, I can't do the 12 one. So I did the 250 one. And it is nice because like, you can set different resistances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like the lean back, because I do you change that, it? I like is that an a, arrow from moment to moment, or do you like have one that's good for you generally? Like, are there days yeah, you so come in and you're set. like, okay. So like, well, like you know, if I'm if I'm gonna sit, well, back when we were doing waypoints more often, like I would, I could be like lower the resistance so that I can just like really easily, yeah, lean back, yeah. But what I have it right now is that it's like stiff as a board, yeah, because I I don't like it to move when I'm writing and stuff like that. But even though it's stiff as a board. If you put in a tiny amount of like actual resistance where you're like actively pushing against it, you it can still push back. back. Yeah. So you're like, perfect. oh, what a lean. That's exactly what yeah. I wanted. That's really yeah. good. That's yeah. really nice. good. Um, I did not realize the pod had like heating, cool, heating and cooling. Yeah. That's, that's wild. the whole, that's a, that's a cell. That's a good cell. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's an all right fucking cell. Um, I'm going to close this window before it's I a buy a two thousand dollar bed. Terminally too hot in yeah, bed. Yeah, in bed. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. like sure. Some cooling elements in there. That sounds mm. great. Today is a uh, two sixty five. Kato, is that right? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, you you there?
uh, Patrick? Mm-hmm. Would you do 33? All right. That was fast. That was yeah. fast. I to be on my game there. Yeah, you got you to be tuned in. Ready no, to go. Uh, kind of, we're, we're supposed to clap, not that. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, yeah, no hiccups, sir. All right. Uh-huh. Close this. 